Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome on this rabbit rabbit Thursday, June 1st, 2023. This sports program starts right now. Sports are happening tonight. Hell yeah, yeah. we got a game. Woo. In Denver as the Joker in Jamal Murray. Take on Hemi Buckets, Hemi Butler in Spolstra in the Miami Heat. This is going to be a uh, great game, great series, or blowout. That is uh, how yeah. everybody's kind of talking about it. Nine-point spread for Ooh. game one. Obviously, the travel is something that you're going to have to keep an eye on here because as the internet told us yesterday in a lot of great memes, the... Height above uh, the altitude above sea level in Miami. Toxic table at Teichman. Six uh, feet or something. Yeah, right. At. Yeah, almost zero. Mm-hmm. Can't have graves on the ground. Yeah, can't come. It's hard to breathe. Yeah, there. mausoleums. It's hard Thick. to breathe. It's hard to breathe. The ocean is still the air there. Yes. You yes. know what yeah. I mean? Like exactly. the, the ocean is still the air. Six feet above sea level. Yeah. You're fucking at it. You uh, know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. You're at it. Some of us are standing like twelve foot three. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Above sure. sea level. <laughs> yeah. So others on not. cowboy boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Others are not potentially doing five, that. 5'8", yeah. rap sheet. Five, yeah, right. 5'6". Five, 5'8", five, generous. Oh, jeez. Jeez. Didn't need any of that. Anyways, Joker, Joker standing yeah. at 12 foot. Exactly. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. 12 foot 10. 12 foot 10 above sea. Above sea level. Yeah. 12 foot 10 He's is where right. Joker is at. Above sea level yeah. in Miami. Sure. Maybe 13 too. Then... You think? Is he seven foot? I believe he's like yeah. seven one. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. This dude is 13 feet, <laughs> yeah. one inch or two inches mm-hmm. above sea level in Miami. They play in Denver. He is 5,287 <laughs> feet. <sighs> yes. Oh, six eleven. All right, correct. You're killed it. God damn it! We had so many math things. Actually, yeah. while I said it, I was like, "Oh boy!" But just I think just about how high data. Joker's head is. <laughs> so high, away yeah. from the sea. Whenever he's in Denver, uh-huh. and then when he's in Miami, it's vastly different. As is the air. Will that play an effect? Yes. Mm. That obviously affected LeBron a little bit. It felt like on yeah. shots, everything yeah. was going far. You know why? Because as a person, I had to move an object in that thin air in Denver. I absolutely loved it because the ball went further. Is that a part of it? Is the conditioning a part of it? Especially after a game seven run, play and run, play and run everything that Miami has had to go through will Denver also be a little bit of an X factor as it is kind of tossed in their face as soon as you arrive in the Denver Broncos Stadium which is called uh, Empower Field maybe at Mile High great atmosphere Mm -hmm. great atmosphere hard to breathe as you're walking out there it says welcome to 5,280 feet it's a poster as you're there because you've obviously heard about the oxygen level and can you breathe and everything like that? So they're just trying to remind you one a little mental fuckery. Little, oh, yeah. I actually appreciate it. Some people that don't believe in it. 14 year NFL vet Adam Pacman Jones obviously played over there and has played against them over there. Your thoughts are it definitely affects you as a person that had to run the entire fucking game. Definitely affects you. We had a Geno Atkins was one of the best defensive linemen I ever seen. He pl- tried to play there one year, almost passed out and died. He Every time we went to Denver, he did not even play. Damn. That's Jesus how bad it Ryan, was. He didn't but play? He didn't even play. He played one time. Yeah, what was it? At, at Tone Diggs, one half of the hammer. Dad! Cowboys. Ryan Clark signed with Pittsburgh, right? What was that? Yeah. He was with Pittsburgh. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. When Ryan Clark was playing for Pittsburgh, didn't play in the Denver game. Couldn't. He did one time and almost died. Yeah. And yeah. then he wanted to again. He had like 10 doctors walk into Tomlin's office and say and like talk to Tomlin and say he can do it. 
And Tomlin said, fuck, no, you're not doing it. Yeah. Because were, of what happened previously. Yeah, if you were my son, I would. I, you're not allowed to do it. So, yeah, the, the altitude fucked with you. Well, he has sickle cell disease, That's what it was, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has, like, an actual – it wasn't just a screw with him. Like, yeah, he, he could have died playing there. That's a crazy thing to think about that being an advantage for an NBA final. Seriously. Oh, yeah. It, but it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think adds even more to the story about, like, how it feels like all of Denver is around this Nuggets team. Oh, yeah. Now, obviously, they've had success, two-time yeah. MVP, yeah. but the rest of the world, we don't fucking know, dude. We talked to Charles Barkley, and Charles Barkley said, well, anytime you get a West Coast team on the air, it's going to be LeBron James. And if it's not LeBron James, it's going to be Steph Curry. Exactly. And if it's not Steph Curry, it's going to be Kawhi Leonard and Paul Mm -hmm. George or whatever. Like, that's just kind of how the framing of the late-night games for the Eastern Standard Time Zone kind of goes. So we don't get to see the Nuggets until it's playoff time, which is why the playoffs are so important in every sport. It's mostly when a lot of people are going to be watching you. That's where the superstars become superstars is whenever they're in prime time every single night or every other night in those types of sports. But like the thought that we get to watch this team potentially mm-hmm. win a net, like a championship, here, yeah. With the city being involved, a part of it, and I know Peyton's going to be so fucking. Oh, he's going to be yeah. there. Oh yeah. You know he was clapping. He was like, "These boys, the job ain't done yet." Uh-huh. That's right. Uh-huh. Everybody's like, "Why is he so mad? He must have lost a bet." And I'm, I'm like, eh, "Maybe, but also like, we're not done yet." Yeah, no. I found the prize still. Yeah, Four more games. About? What are we celebrating here? That's actually how Peyton was in real life whenever it came to football. We'd drink a couple beers to celebrate, uh-huh. for sure. But there was never really a celebration until, hey, we do the ultimate thing. And I didn't get I got to see the ultimate. The, losing in the Super Bowl. Oh, <laughs> worst thing of all time. But it is a fascinating thing that we might be watching something very special here with this Denver Nuggets team. Yeah. And I'm incredibly happy for them, a team that most of us just got introduced for. And then if Miami is able to go on this run, the more and more I learn about Hemi Buckets, dude, oh, the more mm-hmm. and more I love this guy. Mm-hmm. I know the Miami Heat are a team that he has kind of taken in as his own when Whenever the previous place said that Tobias Harris. Harris was worth more than Jimmy Butler. Uh-huh. Yeah, he already had a big contract. And they're like, you know, we'll just hang on to him. And there's actually footage of Hemi Buckets, founder of Big Face Coffee, mm-hmm. walking into a locker room saying, Tobias Harris over me, huh? Mm-hmm. And then into the thing. Yep. Knowing a camera's on. Uh-huh. Yep. It's like just a little, just a reminder. He's one of these because potentially the internet says. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, big, the big, internet big, says big yeah. chip shoulder tr- <laughs> DNA <laughs> yep. kind of going. Right. If they're able to win, what an incredible fucking story. A playing game yeah. and another playing game what? What? and being able to come together at the right time and be a team. And it's like both of these teams, uh, I kind of I think, represent what we haven't been told about the NBA. You know? Yeah. And us casuals. In noobs, every time we see a superstar go to a new team, we're like, oh, that team's going. I actually said it every yeah. single fucking time. KD this year. Boom. Suns. Suns are going. Our team. Yep. That's our team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to win. What are we even talking about? They got Devin Booker, too. This guy moves at like two miles That's an hour cool. on the yeah. court somehow. He's better than everybody. He makes every single shot. And Chris Paul, the fucking floor general. Why? Is Come there. on. Yeah. Come on. They're Aiden. definitely going to win. And then they're out. Yeah. LeBron, they're not going to lose, right? They won't have LeBron lose. He's always in the finals. Literally always in the fucking finals. Yeah, the GOAT. They're going to have him lose. He's out there. You start thinking about what happened with the Nets. And you start thinking about what happened with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. You start thinking about these teams that have kind sure. of mounted a couple superstars. And we all got very stupid and said, this team's going to fucking win it all. And maybe bet pretty heavily. Sure. Yeah, sure. Made some massive mistakes in the gambling game. Well, smart move in the moment. Betting on champions, in yeah. which I thought we were going to be champions. And what we're learning is champions yeah. in a team sport. Is the team. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
And these guys got some good teams. Oh, they yeah. do. I can't yeah. wait to fucking watch tonight at 8.30 Eastern, yep. first time before 9 p.m. And you start thinking about why is it the first time before 9 p.m. for this NBA Finals? It's like the NBA, I know there's an the East Coast bias for everything. The NBA is very heavily relying upon the West Coast. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot yeah. of big, big things on the West Coast. <laughs> Fan bases. What? Superstars. What? I mean, it's almost like a West Coast league at yeah. this point. I don't know offense to... Boston Celtics. I don't know. Oh, no, it's no, okay. No. None taken, and neither does Giannis and Embiid and the Sixers, and but none taken. Yeah, all of them. No, exactly. Yeah. exactly. But if Miami maybe on TV a little bit more, maybe we start sure. dancing. Mm-hmm. Right. But it is a West Coast league when it yeah. comes to the superstars and kind of who gets the TV time. So that late of a start, normally a little bit of a bummer, I think, for us East Coast mm-hmm. folks. There's no way we stay awake for it. Yeah. But tonight, definitely watching this. Cannot wait to see where this goes. Nine point spreads feels big. Yeah. Feels big. But uh, I guess what do we know? Absolutely uh-huh. nothing at Boston College. Yeah, this has been disrespectful to the. All year. I mean, we saw with the Celtics, they were eight and a half point dogs the first two games. They won both of them. And now, when you're talking about this game, the Nuggets haven't played since last Monday. So, absolutely, if the Nuggets are the same team when we just saw them, then yeah, nine points is probably a little generous because they can go out and score 43s and win the game by 30. But also, does it hurt the Nuggets that it's been that long? And the Heat have kind of. I'm wondering. Yeah, like the Heat have rode this up 3 0. Probably going into Game 7, a lot of people, including myself, obviously thought no way they can kind of flip their mindset after thinking that they almost won to a buzzer beater, and then they go in and get it done Game 7. So is it is it too much time off for the Nuggets, and have they lost it a little bit maybe? Yeah, but, you know, I think like with the way Joker plays, I don't know if he's going to lose it. Is uh, he? I mean, maybe these, he might be off for like a, sure. maybe a shot or two. Yeah. I mean, well, he's he been shooting 63%. It's going to be hard to be off. That's what we're saying. That's what I mean. He yeah. was it's so hard to be. You know, he's still he, shooting sixty percent, even though he don't had a couple of days off. Hey, man, rest the body. More than a couple. You days. know, when you're playing a shooting game or something yeah. with somebody, and they get hot. Obviously, you're throwing that ball. Yep. Fucking forty feet away from them. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, sorry. I gotta get it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's well, go ahead and slow this down. Move those feet. Now it doesn't normally work with professionals. Yeah, I mean, that's right. Why, that's why professionals are professionals because no matter how much of a delay they have, they're able to lock back into a zone. But I do wonder what like stats would say about a team that has had over a week and a half off in a, the sport of basketball. Yeah. Whether or not it's helped them or hurt them, I feel like with that team, it's probably situations are situations. Trademark sure. TM. Thank you. Mm-hmm. The way they play. Feels like they could play like the run game travels. You know what they say in football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like they pl- have a style of play that they can play. That if they were cold, they'd still be able to fucking sure. win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Joker's a bully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he. And I don't know how many people have watched the NBA playoffs. You know, or haven't watched the NBA playoffs that are going to watch tonight or thinking about watching tonight. And if you haven't watched any, watch this big fuck. It's crazy, yeah. dude. What? Watch this guy play basketball. He's out of Serbia. Yep, yep. He's out of Serbia. Watch this dude play the basketball. It is so much fun. It's, uh, you know, you hear Chuck, uh, Charles Barkley, and Shaquille O'Neal talk about him. They love him because it's like old school basketball. Mm-hmm. Like Chuck and Shaq, both very physical fucking basketball players. Yeah. The absolute dogs. Real life physical specimens, and they're getting after it with people. And the game has changed quite a bit. You know, it's much more of a right. finesse league, even though yeah. there is still big time contact. Mm-hmm. We were at that game. It's crazy. Clippers Suns. It was, but how much? These are massive humans banging, banging into each other. Yeah. But they they talk about how back in the day it was much more physical and everything like that. I understand. Sure. I can probably assume that's the case, even though I'm not in the current NBA, and I assume the current NBA says 
Come on. Yeah. Relax. Well, we're running four twos out here. You we're guys not are running six. Sure. We're talking about two cars crashing into each other when they're going four miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We're going 30 miles an hour. Exactly. Right? So it's a whole, they could say that. I don't know. But Shaq used to look for contact. You know, they show highlights of him just looking for it. And you got Chuck, who's literally looking for it every time. Not many people's style these days. Joker's looking for contact. Mm-hmm. He's looking to hit you. And it is, he's running right through people, bulldogging in the middle of the paint. Oh, yeah. Getting fouls and then making incredible shots. It's like, so not only did he punk you, right. okay, you picked up a foul <laughs> and we're going, you know, for an and one right mm-hmm. now. It's like, that seems to be like a very good form of basketball to have success yeah. and to root for. And I don't know. I, I think he's going to be able to do that tonight. And Bam is going to, is this Bam? Bam's going to have to sign up. Oh, yeah. yeah boy, oh, boy. Man, I fucking love don't... Bam, too. Ever since I seen him on DJ Khaled's uh, TikTok or Snapchat, I fucking love Bam. Yeah. I think he's great. He's yeah. the one who has to sign up for this. Yep. That, yeah. Like, he probably thinks about he, that. He probably don't want to sign up for this one. This is a tough rodeo right here. He can't, I'm saying, what are you going to do, contain him? And contain him, meaning that he'll have 35? Um, no, ain't nobody can guard. Kevin Garnett said that so. he would have meet him – he was breaking down. I think he was talking. Uh, yes. He was talking to Matt Barnes. Was it on? Uh, I, I up thought. Smoke? I think it was on uh, KG's Area Twenty One or whatever. Which is KG, on Showtime. KG certified. Area Twenty One was his old show. Yeah, Showtime, Showtime, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Anyways, all everybody in video, awesome. Yes. What yeah. they do. He was talking about how he would defend Joker if he had played. He said I would meet him up at mm-hmm. their foul line and I would hit him and then I would run with him basically and then I would have to disappear away. But I'm just letting him know like, hey, I'm hitting, I'm here, I'm here, <laughs> yeah. I'm here, I'm here. He said basically. And then the next time I'm not doing that. I'm doing something <laughs> mm-hmm. different. Yeah. He said because Joker's smart and Joker wants yeah. you to do these things. You'll start reading it. But listening to Kevin Garnett who, and I, I think he's one of the greatest of all time, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. That's Definitely. how I view him just because I'm strictly a fan of the personality yeah. Yeah. that is Kevin Garnett. Defensively. But I, also, I, I think to myself, you can't be Kevin Garnett's personality without being a fucking dog. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, like, the way he, even if you don't know basketball, which I do not, I do not know basketball that well, with the way he operates, he had to be fucking great. Oh, yeah. Straight yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. from high school. You know, the yeah. way he talks, yeah. the, the people that he talks to, how everybody talks about him and everything. It's like, guy had to be fucking great. Had to be. So anytime he starts talking, I enjoy listening to it. He's got no filter either, which is no. best. fantastic. Yeah. Would have been a great teammate, I would assume. Mm-hmm. It would have been a great. He's talking about how fucking great. Everybody's talking about mm-hmm. how great this fucking guy yeah. is. And it's like, I feel like we're all kind of getting introduced to him right now. Was, and I guess Bam's going to get introduced to what this series is going to look like this evening. Was it KG? Because I, I saw it on the TV. Was he the one who said he's kind of like Tim Duncan? Was that KG? Because he said he's he's very unsell. Like, it, just his whole game. Like, he's a superstar, but he doesn't act like a superstar, if that makes sense. What's Tim wearing? Tim's got those uh, Jesus slippers on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dread. Right he's now. a big Birkenstocks guy. Mm-hmm. How much is, is Tim Duncan? He's just blowing through all the trees right now. Is that what's going on? He must. Be. Is, that what, is that what Tim's yeah. doing? He might still live in the Virgin Islands. Actually. He's one of the best. I think he kind of just does yeah. his own thing and yeah, fuck everybody else. Tim. He's a hell yeah. Shout out, dude. You're still the guy that every time somebody shoots a bank shot, it's like he took advantage, obviously, of math, obviously a brilliant human being. Yeah. But he popped into my timeline the other day, and I'm like, what the hell? Shout out to him, Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> He's going, shout out. Going to San Antonio. Shout out to him going to live. But then I think Shaq and Chuck were like, well, yeah, he plays like Shaq. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. They, that, they were, I mean, those are two words. So if you're Shaq and Tim Duncan, that's a comparison. Your Pandora station's fucking real good. On real you. good. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a wild thing. I wanted to ask you athletes uh, about an angle. 
for gambling tonight, potentially. Ask, you ask Batman Jones. Well, I'll ask both of you. Rust. I'll have an opinion. My name's on the show. Rust versus Elevation. Is there a chance maybe we take the heat in the first quarter because of potential rust for Denver, and then we take Denver full game because that Elevation, it's going gonna, it's gonna to wear the heat down over the game as the game goes on. Pack, let's make some money, baby. Um. I like that. I like. I like. I, I like you because obviously they'll begin with probably three points in the in the first Good quarter. Question at least probably. probably plus three. Yeah, I would probably go with Heat first quarter. So yeah, interesting like thing that. here though, and I'm just going to be you know. Yeah, let's do it for the sake of us going to ESPN. Mm-hmm. Gotta make to sure be. we have another side, even if I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I got a chance to talk to Jimmy Trainer. That was a cool conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dove into the most of the negotiation part and everything. Yeah. yeah? It was cool. But it was, uh, since we are going to ESPN, for the sake of debate, I could argue uh, that will they be adjusted ball-in-hoop distance altitude in two days, right? Because they had the flight out from Boston to Denver immediately following Game 7. Yep. Remember, that was book four. No big deal. They knew what they were doing. Didn't have to do that, you know, just in case. Yeah. But... The internet's reaction to that was that they knew. Everything that the, I, so said that, that bro, I hated The whole organization so, knew. I, I mean, you saw the Butler DM to, I think it was Naomi Osaka. Or, no, I think it was, was, oh, was it Coco Goff. Or Coco Goff, one of the tennis players. And he was like, hey, uh, if you need tickets to the finals, I got you. And everyone was like, he knew they were going to go to the fucking finals. This is sick. <laughs> what a dog. Yeah, holy shit. He did, though. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, he yep. was right. And then last year he said, we're going to be in this exact same thing next year, mm-hmm. and we're going to win. Yeah. And then they... We'll find out. Did. Bro, Hemi's got maybe a little magic ball. Or yeah. But well, then flying did. over there two days, what is that for? Just to get acclimated to the air, to the wind, to the shoot? What do you think it's for? Just to get relaxed? You don't want to fly back to Miami? Because Miami, way down there. So yeah. far down. Yep. Miami's real far. Yeah. yeah. Flights to Miami, anytime you get on a plane to Miami, you go, I can't wait to get to Miami. It's going to be so hot, so warm. It's going to be cool. And then get on there. And then pilot says how long flight is. Yeah. Yeah. And you go, holy fuck. What? It's like three hours from here. Right? Going to so oh, yeah. far. I mean, when we yeah, went, we what, what when we went down to the uh, Bahamas, it, yeah, it's like a three and a half flight, uh, three and a half hour flight down to Miami. And then the Bahamas is like a 15 minute flight <laughs> yeah. from Miami. It's like, Jesus Christ. Way down there. Yeah. We are way down there. Way down there. It is. So I'm not saying we don't love it. I'm just saying like. The travel, I guess, from Boston back to Miami, then over to Denver, 24 hours in between, probably yeah. very dumb. Yeah. yeah. Get them over there. But I wonder if the the shooting is thing is real or not. Because for me it is. Like mm-hmm. I um I think I hit a pooch punt, maybe first punt of the season. <sighs> Seventeen yards deep, maybe. Mm-hmm. Probably in Denver. Yeah, probably put it in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great touch, dude. Great touch. <laughs> and I was like, uh, <laughs> Obviously, altitude's not going to adjust for, you know, two first downs uh, off right. or whatever. But there has to be a little bit. So whenever you do, like, a shorter punt or something like that that has a little bit more touch, like, you have to actually think and account for it. Like, okay, it's probably going to travel uh, four to five yards further. Yeah. So let's aim, like, 14 instead of aiming at the 11 or the 10 or whatever. So there is a little math for, like, what I do. And I'm only doing it a couple times. 
every shot, I wonder if they're even thinking about it or just putting the ball in the hoop. Are you aiming at the front of the rim? Is there any change at all? Is it because it's a shorter distance that it's not as much of a change maybe than when I do? Or does it actually affect shooting, I wonder? Do we know that answer? I don't. I just looked it up on the internet. Nothing, it gave me nothing in those 10 seconds that I looked it up. It's got to. I, think I would it, think, it, right? It's got to, even if it's just a little, uh, especially for – like Miami Heat playing in Miami so often, like you just mentioned, it's zero, and then it's the max. Like they're the how tall is Joker? Joker is six eleven, seven feet with shoes. You'll hear people say that he's a seven footer tonight. Yeah, but in Miami, in, oh, in Miami he's thirteen feet. Oh, he's twelve um, foot eleven. <laughs> yeah, thirteen feet in shoes. Exactly, thirteen feet in shoes. But uh, the other thing that some people forgot, actually, included myself until I saw it on the TV. The Jokic and the Nuggets rivalry with the Heat. Oh, yeah, Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris. And then there was also um, Aaron Gordon, who's now on the Nuggets. Yeah. When mm-hmm. he was with the Magic, he called Kyle Lowry like a huge pussy bitch and that he should meet Whoa. him at his room in the bubble. Yeah. It, so there are like oh, this and is Kyle, the, Kyle Lowry gave him his room number yeah. and said, Yeah, come find me. Yeah, there here's a key. Exactly. Yeah. So there are a lot of. Whether the shots Watch get come affected. in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right? Mm-hmm. Not even in the hallway. We'll get COVID and we'll fight. Mm-hmm. Kick your ass. Yeah. All right, joining us now is a guy who uh, knows nothing about basketball. Right. Mm-hmm. Not a clue. Great transition. Friend of the program. Always has been since the very beginning. Mm-hmm. How come I was never asked if he was going to continue to be on the show? It's a good yeah. question. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I don't know. This guy was on the show long before. Long before. Nobody knew this guy existed. No. Mm-hmm. Except for his close family, who are great people. Great people. Incredible people. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal people. Some Mm -hmm. of the best. We're big fans of his very close family. And his friends. I think his friends knew of him. Mm -hmm. Nobody else had a clue. Then he started doing these things on Twitter where he'd break down plays on Twitter. That's Mm -hmm. right. That's crazy. Guru. At the beginning, he sounded a little bit like Ben Stein. You remember? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. A little dry. He was like, hey, Professor (laughs) Orlovsky, we get it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like a couple weeks in. Yep. Dano started getting, oh, I'm a human being. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that. then he started, boom, boom, bang, pow, boom, bang, pow, boom, boom, boom. And then he would, then he ended up as a guy who was on ESPN for 40 hours a week. Exactly. Every single week during football season. Yep. He's quarterback guru for the worldwide leader in sports. Mm-hmm. Shannon Sharp, what up, dude? Ah, 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 Come on, Shannon. Ah, ah. Huh? All right, Shannon. What do you say? Huh? Ah. Come on, Shannon. We control none of that, but huh? Ah. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Rolovsky. Yeah. What's up, dude? What up, man? What's going on? What is that? Is that a Maryland uh, lax tarp you got on there, Paul? Uh, yeah. 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 So yeah. We're in the lax community. I don't know if you know that. Mm-hmm. I, don't know I saw you. Um, I saw you had the Kavanaugh brothers on. Yeah, Chris was on. I, I really appreciated Chris's appearance. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. yep. That shiner on his face. He took a massive Maniac. shot. Oh, yeah. I got to see the Maniacs. shot after. What's that? Maniacs. Yeah. Absolute. Did you see the shot he took that? I don't know if that's what caused the thing or not. He he yeah. was out like for sure. Big, oh, uh, yeah. There was like the joke on the internet that like Roger Goodell would have the dude immediately kicked out of that league forever type of thing. That hit? Yeah, yeah. actual. Yeah. I, I mean, it was crown a helmet. To face yeah. while falling forward. Yeah. And then, yeah. bang, that was the dude in the background of the conversation yeah. we're having. Oh, holding yeah. shit with, up. Holding shit up. <laughs> yeah. with his, that, that's unbelievable. The older brother, Matt Kavanaugh, as you know, started the Notre Dame Kavanaugh lacrosse legacy years back. Lost in the overtime of the national championship to Duke, mm-hmm. who had a absolute ripper off of the face-off. Yeah, right. yeah, for sure. Absolute yeah. ripper in that particular game. He sent me that video, actually. So I'm basically a Kavanaugh brother now. So if you have any lacrosse questions, you can direct them to me. 
Okay. You fit in perfectly. You fit in perfectly to that world. Bunch of maniacs. So that's interesting because I did judge that world to Kavanaugh's face. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, because you... We're not saying anything offensive here. No, not at all. No. It fits. You would be in the lacrosse community. I think everybody would say that. Yes. Yeah. Hey, the guy that's never put salt on any of his food. Mm -hmm. Right. The guy who... Likes breast milk. The guy... All, every night. Yeah. The guy yeah. who... Drink you know, that... All, <laughs> bingo. Mm -hmm. All that stuff. Right. Like, the guy who does all these things probably <laughs> in the lacrosse community while wearing khakis, which, lo and behold, you do own, I do believe, a few pairs of khakis. So you would be in the lacrosse community in my eyes. Pair. What's that? One one pair of khakis. One pair. One pair more. Do you wear them like with that new collared shirt you got, like tucked in? Yeah, yeah. super serious. Hey, you do look you good know. in those. You look good in those photos, bud. You're a model I feel like now. Taking, uh, but Connor, when I feel like I take when I when I take that picture, I can't smile. I look like a bigger dork than I already do. So like yeah. I tried. To do Dude, so yeah. Zoolander, bro. Oh yeah. See that. Look at you with hey. the drop top down, Sweet. so your hair can blow. You got the <laughs> you got the uh, the new athletic collar, bro. Uh, I no. mean. Look how good! Look at you, dude. People are like, "Look at this Dilf." You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No you're, you're belt, though. Straight Jeez. into the Dilf community, bro. I don't know. Are you a model now? I should be. My gray hair looks good, and I'm uh, no seatbelt. Nope, no seatbelt on that moment because I was stuck in traffic. I don't wear a seatbelt that much anyway, and I should. I know. But. Yeah, me too. We know. We know. Everybody else <laughs> should. We should. Everybody should. I look good. I look great. <laughs> nice. All right, so how much more of this are you going to do? Are you going to start modeling for real? Or are we doing? Uh, are we doing like photo shoots and stuff? Are we designing our own clothes? Ooh, Ooh we got a Dan O'Line. Oh, oh my God, we got a Dan O'Line coming. Let's go. I'll do as much as people will pay me to do. I don't know. Like sell out, sell out, <laughs> wow. sell out, sell out. All right, let's dive in. By the way, I haven't been on your show. I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, I know I saw you in person. Had some great stories, but very excited for you to be joining ESPN. I teammates again. What'd you say? I, think, I said I think you'd be a good addition. Thanks. Well, we hope so too. And thank you, Dano. Congratulations. We're lucky, we're lucky to be board. joining your team. Yeah. We're lucky to be joining your team. Again. You did try to steal the pop with the tweet. A little bit. Didn't he? A yeah. little bit. Yeah, a little bit. He did. So what did you you got the script of the of the upfront? You saw my name on there? And then you're like, No, oh. no, 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 no. I, I just had I just had caught word of it from from certain people and whatnot. So Whoa. I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew that night, the night before something, or maybe that morning, I actually texted you. You ignored my text. Cause uh, I was up uh, fronts were happening in New York city. I was like, are you in New York? And you purposefully ignored it to make sure that I didn't put two and two together. Bingo. Oh, yeah. 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 You're, you're snooping around. Okay. Heard you, heard you snooping around, felt you snooping around and uh, wanted to keep it tight. I think we, we wanted to keep it tight or whatever, cause we're very excited for it. And then you put that tweet out, and I'm like, well, Dano, oh, Dano knows. I just purposefully yeah. tried not to let him know, and he's been snooping around about it. So if Dan knows how many people know, and then, like, a couple minutes later, Marshawn, boom, boom, New York Post. Yeah. I mean, hasn't it been known for, like, a month, though? Like, hasn't it been Whoa. known or at least so, rumored for a while? So maybe publicly it was, but behind the scenes it was not like right. that. I, I, don't, I don't think right. for... I think anybody knew. Yeah, it was... Everybody was um, there was a lot of dart throwing, you know what I mean? A lot of that, mm -hmm. which, which we're kind of learning about right now. Like what we're getting paid, obviously, 
is a part of the sports media business conversation because whoever's contract is next and everything like that. And our last yeah. deal with FanDuel, I think if you start looking at some contracts that happened after that, I think people might be able to recognize some trends and traits after that whole thing. But like what the money is, I guess matters. You know what I mean? I guess it matters publicly sure. or whatever. They have not been anywhere near right. <laughs> Two times. A buddy of mine, um, I, I think there was a report yesterday, right? Um, yeah. About, you know, whatever. And I had a buddy of mine text me, said, wow, McAfee took a huge pay cut. And I just responded back to him saying, I don't know what he's getting paid, but I just know he's not dumb enough to do that. Okay. <laughs> well, Dan, I appreciate you saying that. And I appreciate you appreciating my business acumen a little bit. And I think because I represent myself in all these things, mm-hmm. I think a lot of these people... You know, just assume I'm going to get taken advantage of because there's no way they could potentially negotiate the deals that I potentially am able to negotiate because I understand basically, like, I pick it up pretty good. I mean, I'm pretty good at it. I really enjoy it. I think a lot of people underestimate, if they don't know you, they underestimate how intelligent you are with that stuff just because you're... You're very broad or, or strong personality, you know, like your strong personality. So, like, I, I don't think people correlate that with high intelligence business wise, at least for you. Well, that's you're way smarter than I think people think. Well, thank Dan-o. you, Dan. Oh, Dan. that's very nice. You, Dan, as are you. You know what I mean? And let's pivot off it. Those numbers are not right. OK. No. And they were being reported <laughs> by everybody. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Done deal. Yeah. I was asked if that was the number and I say interesting. And then I just move on. Okay. And then boom. That becomes the headline. That's the number right there. That becomes the headline of the article. Yeah. The headline. And then it's like that nobody confirmed that. Who did what? somebody confirm if somebody confirmed that number, they they're not working. I hate to break to them. They are mm-hmm. completely out of the loop. And yeah. that's probably not good news. <laughs> right. I, and I would I don't love that whole thing. So I was just I'm really it's an interesting world, this sports media landscape. And let's start talking about it actually. So like Shannon Sharp is available. And allegedly, the internet says, and I've seen some like tweets from some people. So it's yep. like, obviously, uh, I think all of us kind of potentially thought it was a thing, but we didn't know if it was a gimmick. We didn't know if it was kayfabe show, like, hey, we're doing this or whatever from, you know, just watching them interact with each other there. But Shannon Sharp is a dog, bro. Yeah, we yeah. are massive yeah. fans of his. Do you think we're entering a space, especially with how great you have done and Ryan Clark, who just won an Emmy, I believe. Yep. From, mm-hmm. And obviously you see Chuck and Shaq who, and Kenny who have been yep. at the top of the top. If feels like there's a chance that the athletes now, right, are going to be in a lot more, as opposed to like the journalists where that kind of started doing a lot of sports media. Now, journalists are always going to have a very important role in everything, and they do things sure. differently. But I feel like we're getting to a point where we're going to get an opportunity here, I think, play, former athletes and players to do a lot more when it comes to like covering sport. And I think it's a beautiful thing. And obviously, you're a massive part of that because you're on TV for actually six hours a day for four months or so whatever. Much. So, like, yeah. I think that's happening, though, don't you? Do you kind of sense that? Yeah, I do. I think one of the things that's different nowadays with that, obviously, like the, the access platform-wise, you know, and people being able to get into that. You know, when I first got in five years ago, maybe, yeah, five years ago, even probably before that, to my knowledge, at least, there wasn't a ton of money in it for ex-players. There just wasn't because, you know, um, you know, players are used to making X amount of dollars, and then you get into television, and you're like, wait, I'm gonna ma- I'm gonna work more but make less. And I think because of all the different platforms, I think because the television ev- revenue or ads have gone up so much, like if you're an ex-athlete and you're really good and you do work and you you show up every day and you provide like literal content 
that there's real money to be made nowadays. I don't think that was the case necessarily 10, 15 years ago for as many different options. Maybe, you know, a handful, if that. Quarterbacks, wide receivers. Yep. Michael Strahan. Yeah. 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 It was just the man. There's more right. money out there nowadays for guys. And I think, like, um, I think there's more avenues for guys to go find find a place for them. And, again, if they're willing to work on a consistent basis, um, there's opportunities for ex-players now that there maybe wasn't there in the past. I think it's great for all parties involved, including the rest of sports media. You know, like the more voices that come out, the more opinions from the game, yeah. the more things you have to cover. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like things yeah. that just come out of whether it's the bussing with the boys or new heights or the pivot or I am athlete, which is all former athletes, obviously, doing, or the raw room. Yeah. Shout mm-hmm. out. Yeah. I love their clips pop up on my shit. They are, they are a hilarious group of human beings. Like you think about all this stuff that's coming out, it just gives us all more to talk about. Mm-hmm. Like, it's good, I think, overall. But I also And more trusted stuff to talk about, too. You know, like, when it's coming from athletes, I feel, and they're talking about, um, like, like their specific sport, I think their vantage point is just a little bit more trusted and um, kind of deep-leveled thinking and explanation, more so than, like, the treetop conversations that sometimes come from people that weren't in it or don't necessarily... This isn't a shot that just don't, know exactly what they're speaking on. And so I think there's more of a reality. Like for me with the quarterback stuff, dude, like one of my things was always, Pat, like I wanted people to believe that there were other great quarterbacks than Tom. You know, it was always like Tom Brady. And then every other quarterback, I feel like people said would suck. You know, and I think like once you get into more people talking about the actual realities of it, there's a greater appreciation. Oh, yeah, Carson Wentz was a yeah. oh, yeah. big guy. Yeah, you remember? Yeah, on the, he was uh, riding the Dan Wagon big was, Yeah, the da- Yeah, the Dan Wagon. Uh-huh. Of injuries. What, if not for those injuries, what could have been? You know? Agreed, agreed. Hey, hey, listen, I, yeah. hey, I'm all in on that. But you're right. And that's why, and you say this is no offense to anybody, like I fall in that anybody category because I don't fucking know. You know, now granted, I have more completions in an NFL game than a lot of the people that host shows ever, mm-hmm. you know, on and tackles, especially on well, certainly tackles. But when we're talking about quarterback play, exactly, it's like, I don't fucking know what wow. they're. So I always try to like defer, you know, even, and that is something, you know, just more conversation. I think it's good, man. Everything's, everything, everything's good, especially whenever you got people like Jimmy, obviously Paisano, and Burke, the new president, who's months on the job right now. Like, Brant, like he's yeah. uh, Kirk's think, awesome. Jimmy's awesome too. They're both they're both tremendous for ESPN. Them Good giving dudes. A, they're giving us ten hours on ESPN every week. That's a lot of time, bro. Like that's a lot of belief. Yeah. That's a lot of trust. That's a lot of like, hey, this is what we're thinking mm-hmm. and empowerment. You know, which is to the point we're just talking about about like, ex- how do how do athletes feel like the the game should be viewed? Like, how should it be talked? What should be talked about? Like, I think that's a cool thing for them to kind of say as well. Not that we won't. Obviously, we have media members on, and we have insiders on, and journalists on, and writers on, and bloggers on. Like, right, right. love talking to all of them. But normally, the hosts of programs and the people that are doing a lot of things come from a journalism background or whatever, or a media background or something like that. Yeah. Like, I love and appreciate the fact that Burke and Jimmy and Bob, obviously the Bob father, were like, yeah, let's let's fucking give it a go. Let's do it. And it's it's a cool thing. I think we're in a good spot. We're lucky to be teammates with you. Speaking of being teammates with you, let's talk about some teammates that you think are going to do well this year. Ooh. Hey, Dan, give us your top three, top three, top three teams that are going to make it out of the AFC. I'm joking. Let's. Um, <laughs> I would like to talk about some, some quarterback news, though. I would like to talk about some quarterback news. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers 
kind of relationship with the Jets right now. And you're over there in uh, Coastal Elite World and everything like that. So you get to experience it a little bit more probably because there might be Jets fans around you. Fucking home run, smashing success to start this entire thing. He's practicing. They're loving it. He's kind of calling the shots. This seems to be a recipe for success if the quarterback and the wide receiver are kind of learning the offense from the ground up in the offensive line, even with his checks and his cadences. Like, hey, in this particular play, if this happens, this is what we're going to do. They're able to put that in in OTAs as they're learning the offense. That feels like a real head start. Feels like everything's going great over there. Is that how it feels from Hi, I Live in khakis in a coastal city world over there in Connecticut, New York, New York Jet Um I'll be honest with you. I think a lot of the Jets fans that I talk to, like, are around here, and there's a ton of them, are way more hesitant um, or, like, uh, oh. pessimistic than I am. Um, I think it's probably Smart. probably because, like, the past of the Jets oh, more yeah. so than, like, the reality of w- the Jets. W- I don't know. Like, I, I look at it like this, dude. Like, I, I don't – I don't know if I've ever seen this Aaron Rodgers. You know, like Aaron seems to be happy. He seems to be having fun. He's also obviously going to still be ticked off and chip on his shoulder from the Green Bay stuff and and whatnot. So I think it's a good thing for what's going on with the Jets. The fact that he's there. I mean, it's obviously New York City and there's a ton going on. It's the best time to be in New York with the weather and whatnot for the next stretch of a couple of weeks or months. So yeah, we go to Hamptons. I, <laughs> <laughs> go to Hamptons, right? No, you go to Montauk. The beach, you know, you go to Hamptons. So I, I don't know, dude. Like I, I, I think everyone made a big deal. Oh, yeah. I honestly believe that they are set up to be one of the teams that can beat Kansas City. Okay. Um, I, there's not a lot of teams that can say that. Like if if. We had to dumb it down and say, what's the best way to beat the Chiefs? Please do. You would tell me what? Hold on to the ball. Keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. Okay, so you got to keep Patrick off the field and you got to get him to the ground when he has the ball. So, Smart. like, how many teams do we yeah, honestly man. believe are capable of that? What but you also got to score. Could you have got him like, yeah. You fucking get the guy on the ground with the ball. Yes, More man. often than not. You're making mm-hmm. good shit. got to score. You're winning. Especially the quarterback. Yeah, but Pac. <laughs> If you tackle the guy, yeah. but you got to score, and you score more points, they gonna you got to yeah. be able to score points. Plus, you got to be, gotta be able to hold down. your drive, be touchdowns. You can't have thirty-five minutes of possession and kick four field goals and win. Like you got to score, keep them off the field for an extra six or seven minutes, and then get them to the ground two or three times when it matters the most. And I think that they're one of those teams capable of doing it. So, I think Buffalo is right there. Oh. Um, Cincinnati is right there. I think like Whoa. those three teams I feel the best about. Somebody just said uh, from Cincinnati that if they weren't hurt, they Tyler, think Tyler Boyd. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler Boyd said, I don't get hurt. I'm, I was a pretty it, big focal point of that offense that day. Damn sure is. Damn sure He's is. Right. If he don't get hurt, it's a whole different game. But that is I football. That. You know, that's you talk football, about right. the NFC yeah. side of this whole thing mm-hmm. with what happened with yeah. the Eagles and the Niners. And I guess that's what I'll ask you about next, the Niners situation. I saw a video, Trey Lance. Sam Dar- Sam Darnold, seemingly same three-quarter throwing motion. Trey Lance hit guy in chest, which I guess isn't happening in Tampa, allegedly. Jeez. Every video we're seeing coming Uh-oh. out of there. Oh. <laughs> People are, they're doing routes on air, and air is winning. Yes. That is what I – Big time. There's a resounding <laughs> yes. dub on air in routes on air <laughs> down in Tampa. So stupid, but in San Francisco, <laughs> San Francisco, I saw a shot from – and uh, Sam Darnold and Trey Lance were throwing dimes. So – Sam Darnold was described. It was, wasn't it? It was like three quarter. Did you see it? I have not seen the video. No, but watching you, I, I can. It, it's all I need to see. Oh, oh, yeah. That's the that's the Shanahan drill. Yeah, so they're running backwards, and then it's like, 
Yeah, it's like three yeah. quarter there, right? Yeah, I mean, perfect. You yeah. fucking did it exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. It's upper it. body torque. Upper body torque. Okay, keep your feet flat. Need the upper body to make the throw if your feet aren't in good spot. Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, and, and the Shanahan family is a big believer that your your throwing power and accuracy come from upper body torque rather than having your feet perfectly in position. Mm. Okay, yeah, we don't we, know who had that video. We appreciate the hell out of them for it, and we just pulled it up out of nowhere. Didn't know we were going to talk about this. They look pretty similar. Trey Lance throws a good ball. He, we didn't do. We didn't see enough, right? At Trey Lance. I mean, like first game in Chicago. Monsoon. Pouring mm-hmm. rain. Monsoon, bro. Yeah. yeah, we get it. They lost. Most rain of all time. I mean, you guys were trying to lose the number one overall pick there early. Oh, but, yeah. like, yeah. when you're talking about getting a chance to judge a quarterback, that game ain't it. Impossible. No. So then there was another game where there was a couple, like, stop routes and outs, and he was way off. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay. But he's a young quarterback still. Who knows if he's, game. like, regretting his throw to midway and it's kind of going off. He might be second-guessing himself. You can't judge him. Then he gets hurt, like, relatively quickly after yep, that. Yep. He's gone. Yeah. Purdy party comes in, and that thing's pretty good uh-huh. for all parties. And they end up going – I guess he came in after J- – Well, Jimmy played for – Jimmy, sorry. Jimmy, and then, and then he got hurt. But the Purdy party, when the Purdy party kind of entered the whole process, it's like, yeah. this is our guy yeah. going yeah. forward. Now they're kind of getting forced to use and see Trey Lance. And when you see videos like that – what do you think they're thinking about what the future holds for a guy who's older than the guy we want to be starter, which is a wild scene and much more expensive than the guy we want to be starter? It's like there's no way we've seen enough out of him, but the Niners yeah. are in like a very precarious position right now. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough for Trey Lance to be the starting quarterback of the 49ers. I honestly do. I think Sam Donald's a better player. Um, I would be more intrigued with what Sam Donald, because I think Sam Donald's more talented than Jimmy Garoppolo, and Jimmy Garoppolo played good football in San Francisco. So mm. I think Sam in San Francisco, you know, if if Brock Purdy, let's live in a world where Brock Purdy's not healthy enough to play till October or something like that. Like, um, I, I just think that Sam is in a better situation to operate that offense now. If the 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 thing that was always intriguing about Trey was how much was that going to kind of change their run game when it comes to quarterback run usage and we hadn't seen it a ton um like it's Trey's in a tough spot I mean it's I would tell you like probably a stretch that you can develop the most at quarterback or certainly really start to enter your prime is like the age of 18 to 24 he's I think since 2016 he's thrown 416 passes that's seven years from the age of like probably 16 years old to, I don't know, 23 years old. So I just, it's a tough situation for him to be in not having played much football since high school. That's crazy to think yeah. about. Yeah. But not a lot. Because you assume the raw talent is just banana. They, they got him at three overall. They traded yeah, the whole, right. traded two years yep. of the franchise. Yeah. To get yeah, up. but don't forget that was that draft pick too that there was like a lot of conversation that the initial move up was for Mac Jones and then. Yeah, you know, one person wanted Mac, what one we... person wanted Trey Lance, and it was like organizational split. At least that's what the kind of rumors were. Okay, cool. Anyways, third overall pick, Trey right. Lance. Mm-hmm. So it's like that would be a wild, especially if it did have organizational split mm-hmm. and it kind of tore him apart, to never see. That's a crazy thing. Half that's like did. the Jordan Love thing with Aaron Rodgers, you know? Like they had to see. They have to see right. if Jordan Love is a guy yeah. for all the shit that it seemingly either broke yep. the camel's back or was the shit that kind of started it all with the franchise as a whole, with the 
two-time MVP run and a quarterback that is obviously going to be on a Mount Rushmore of NFL quarterbacks on his way out. It's like now Jordan Love and Gunter Kuntz's team, this is it. This is why. And they went up in the first round for him. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they traded up for him. Just like Trey Lance, though. That's what I'm saying. Like At some totally. point, they're going to have to see. Yeah. Have to. You have to. You would think with that big of a decision, with that much you drama know, surrounding it, and everything, you would have to at least find out. Like, were we right? Like, yeah. Is that like, any good? Or do, we like, check. That's a tough situation, I think. Don't you think it's tough, though? Like, San if you're trying Francisco to win right now. You're a, I know. What they like, 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 hey, look, we got a team that can win right now, and uh, we Sorry gave you a little chance, but, like, we're trying to win right fucking now. I know yeah. we're trying to develop you. you you're going to be getting developed, but we need somebody that can win right now. Because if you look at their roster, they got a great team oh, yeah. on the defense, and they got all the keys on the offense. If they can get somebody that can just control the game, they have a great chance of winning it right this now. This dude said Sam Darnold's better than Jimmy G. Yeah, that's crazy. You said, like, former players have a little bit more legitimacy when they say things. What was that? I said more talented. So, but, like, Jamarcus Russell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's more talented. He threw a football. Yeah, yeah. all mm-hmm. talent. So much better than everybody. Mm-hmm. So he had, like, the talent. Yeah, more talent than Brady. What do you, Did he have 26s on his – I forget. I just – I see his Escalade rolling into yeah. a high school stadium, I think, with rocks. And then he gets out of it. I think he's in flip-flops. And then he does an interview. And I think that was where I learned of him doing the from a knee, knee through yeah. the whole thing. Yep. And it, but he, like you would, he's talented. Is that what we're talking about? I think Sam is still very talented, yeah, for sure. But that's the I, type I, of talent we're talking about. Like he can throw the ball everywhere, just like the big talent yeah, in the super- NFL is your brain. Yeah, and I think Sam is really smart. Uh, like, no quarterback. I don't know if there's an easier place to play. Smart human. I'm talking football, please. Right. Mm-hmm. My eyes, I yep. just gave. I'm mm-hmm. talking football here. Of course. Winning football, decision making yep. football. The ball matters. <laughs> this is our team. This is our entire thing. Sam, Sam, you think Sam better than Jimmy? I think he's more talented than Jimmy Garoppolo. And I don't think that there's a lot of places in the NFL that make it easier for quarterbacks to play. Than San Francisco. If we're going to sit there and go like operate and make the right decisions, this and that, that's not necessarily a Jimmy Garoppolo strength. I mean, Jimmy was a good player that at times would make that crucial mistake and or boneheaded interception that you would kind of bank on happening. Sam has never, Sam Darnold has never been in a place like San Francisco. Now, again, you could say that about a lot of quarterbacks, but when it comes to like, Athleticism and ability to make any throw at any moment. Hey, you're and saying Sam's gonna be. Hey, you're saying Sam's gonna be a guy here, huh? I think if Sam Darnold is the starting quarterback for the Forty ers and let's say Purdy's like, because if everybody's healthy, I think Brock Purdy has earned that job. But if for some reason he's not, for you know, a couple weeks into the season, I think Sam Darnold honestly could have a Geno Smith type of season. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's go, Sam. That guy from San Francisco says he's the best throw the 49ers have ever yeah. had. Matt Myoko. I shook the hand of the man that threw footballs the best for that fucking 49ers. <laughs> mm-hmm. The name was Joe Montana. Yeah, he did. He's a Western Pennsylvania. His handshake was firm and tight. But when you're talking about Sam Darnold, I guess this would be a great story. This would be a great story. If Sam Darnold goes on to have success here, because man, two times it's been like bad. Why are we terrible wasting our time on this guy? Yeah. Why is this a thing? A lot of people saying that. If he comes in and dominates, and I guess Geno Smith, you're right. Like similar, boom, 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 been around. He's backup. So in a lot of those places, as he was kind of, 
I assume becoming the quarterback that he displayed last year, he wasn't really in the forefront. But if you're starting for the Niners, yeah. you're this is primetime football. Top of the league. He's you know what I mean? He's right in the middle totally. of the football conversation. It's like that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Sam does well, that would be a remarkable story of being viewed as crop. Yeah. Total, total crop. crop. Total crop. No crop. job. A little bit of a bust. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a bust. To being a guy yeah. for a team. That that would be huge. You're yeah. saying could happen. Absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah, I do. I honestly believe that. I, I Like, I've been a fan of Sam's. Um, I still kind of believe that he's capable of it. I would probably feel this way about a lot of quarterbacks in San Francisco, if oh, I'm just being honest, okay. because okay. it's such a All good right. place. But I, I honestly believe that he can, he can go play really, really, really good football there. Sweet. And that's because of the Shanahan offense, right? Because, shit, yeah. you don't have to do too much in Shanahan offense. He's going to tell you where to throw the ball, and they're going to be wide fucking open. Just and don't Evo, fuck yeah. and McCaffrey, what? and Kittle, Kittle what? and Duke. Hey. Like, By their chubbies. Buy those chubbies. Kiddo was naked on the internet to sell these shorts. Let's let's buy them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was full commitment. It's going to be good. <laughs> that was full commitment for George Kittle. He looked good, like too, by the way. Well, I know. Now you're a, you're a model haven, too. What is that a golf course you're going to? You, haven? What is uh Oh, yeah. That's a golf course. Shore Haven. You know, all the golf hats nowadays have, like, the yeah. kind of, like, the signature. Yeah, they're sweet. Super cool. Mm-hmm. Super cool. How's the golf game? Really good, I assume, because you're in a lacrosse community. So you guys all golf as well, right? That's kind of the thing. Mm-hmm. Don't don't sway. You're swaying too much. Um, <laughs> You've never seen me hit a ball. <laughs> I have. Have you? you Golf yeah, coach. Yeah, you put it on the internet before. Oh, not in real life. You haven't felt it, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's right. When me and AJ hawk tee off, you yeah, feel it. it. You got to feel the speed. Oh, yeah. You feel it. AJ, much more than I. But we're swinging hard out there, pal. And if we make contact... Good night. Mm-hmm. AJ hits that fucker 360, 370. Longest no, drive ever. No shit. That is real deal. No way. Real deal. He hits so far, and it's it goes like this, too, Dan. It's does he swing like he's got a ton of muscle? Like, yes, so hard. Yeah, he's so falls, hard. He falls out of his. He actually falls out of his shoes, and the ball just. It's like a jet. It's like a. It's, I'm watching Dagger One, exactly. Dagger Two, <laughs> exactly. Dagger Three, Dagger Four take off from the carrier, dude. Legit. It Great just movie. goes so high, so straight. Like there's a trees. There's a batch of trees. I don't know. Probably 280 yards away or something like that. It's like, yeah. Who gives a fuck? What do we even now go over? We're going boom, gone, <laughs> dude. Three. I'm, we made a bet. Very big There's one. no way that ball goes straight. The, bingo. Yeah. And you would think at some point over three days, right, that ball's spraying, that ball's nah. gone at some point. Like, can't do that every time. Cannot no do chance. that. No chance. Every fucking time, Dano. I'm telling you, every – it was one of the most impressive things. Boom, and gone. you know who I am, dude? <laughs> That's I'm gone. the loser that stands over his ball for 97 seconds oh. and tries to make everything perfect. And He's then missed. I hit the ball 12 yards to the right. Oh, so everybody at that Haven place hates playing golf with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a member here. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, so even more so. Like this guy. Yeah, yeah. This guy uh, fuck Gorlovsky. I just ride coattails to try to get on golf. So you ride coattails. You have to go play with a member. member has to take time out of their day to have you on there. Yep. And then Dano is clearing the path. Uh-huh. Hey, excuse me. Me, I'm uh, who's that guy at the Masters that was holding Patrick up? Cantlay. I'm Patrick Cantley. I need to do this. And then you're duffing it too. Mad Dog's a member here. Mad Dog's a member here, but Mad Dog hasn't taken me. I'm not. I'm not like important enough for Mad Dog. How's your relationship with Mad Dog? You bark at him. We I, 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 he doesn't like it. What'd you say? 
Mad Dog's the man. I'm, I'm, I would never JJ Redick him and say that he's the absolute worst, but he's the man. That was awesome. JJ, JJ's really come in there. Yeah. JJ's really mixed it up a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. JJ is, he, he come he has no, no, I'm no filter to say anything. Yeah. He goes out there. Yeah. He's like, he's almost started a race war up there. That's yeah. right. He did. That was great. That was good. And then him ripping Mad Dog was sweet. Mad Dog's just grilling, doesn't give a shit. It, it does feel like sometimes when he starts talking, it's like, okay, so a human seems to be in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then he, he'll he come back the next day. We got another fastball coming. Oh, yeah. And another one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we remember the story he told us about going home to his girlfriend's house in, like, Montana or mm-hmm. Iowa or something uh-huh. like that. And he was while he was at Duke, and nobody knew who he was. And he went to a gym, and somebody, like, talked shit. So he beat the guy, like, 13 nothing. And then the guy's friend, 13 nothing. That's, like, another one, 13. Boom, 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 boom. He's, like, one of the most competitive humans. I guess he's, yeah. like, he's a wild, competitively, genetically freak, mm-hmm. I guess, whenever you yep. talk about that type of drive. Oh, yeah. So he goes in there, like, I'm trying to win. I'm, I yeah. need to win. I need to win. So I'm wondering, like, what all is just like, ah, no, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I love that. Just to kind of win the argument. And I respect sure. it. I mean, there's another player getting some time. Yeah. yeah. Let's go, dude. There's a lot of basketball. Lot, yeah, basketball. Get, getting time on their faces. Yeah. That's because they're so damn famous. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. back to football. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Orlowski, is there any thought that any of these younger quarterbacks are going to take a massive step or come into the league and be good right away? Like you mentioned, you know, Lance and Jordan Love, but like Ritter in Atlanta, Kenny in, in Pittsburgh, maybe even one of these rookies, C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Should we expect anything big from them this year? Or is there still time where they need maybe another year, maybe even two, to really make another step and be a great quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, I would think the two guys that I would say have the chance to kind of make some noise bigger than maybe expected would be Anthony and Indy and then Desmond in Atlanta. Um, basically because the, those two guys are in situations where their athleticism and their legs will be utilized a decent amount. Like I think in Atlanta – I've said this. I think Atlanta's going to try to replicate what Philly did last year with Jalen. And if you look at Atlanta, it's them. It's it's Desmond. It's Bijan. It's Cordero Patterson. And then it's Kyle Pitts. And if you're Arthur Smith, their head coach, it's like, how many different touches can those four guys get? I don't care how they get touches. You know, and when I say touches for Desmond, I would say, you know, five, six, maybe eight designed quarterback runs. Mm. You know, so I think the zone read will be a little bit more uh, prevalent in their offense. So I think Artie's got I, I good designs. AQ Shipley loves the way Artie runs the ball and sets oh, up. Arthur Smith is is ridiculous when it comes to run game. Top top, he's right there with Shanahan when it comes to run game design stuff. That's kind of what AQ um, was saying. Yeah. That's kind of what yeah. AQ was saying then, last year. They just weren't winning. So I think football. Desmond could surprise some people. I think like the big part of that would be Drake London, their, their first round mm-hmm. pick out of SC that they took at the wide receiver. He's got to hurt defenses. So like if if. If that's the way they play ball, which is how I expect, and Drake stays healthy and there's that one-on-one connection, I think Desmond could have a lot more success than people think. And then I'll, I'll continue to bang the drum for Anthony. I just think he's going to be significantly better than kind of the, a lot of the narrative around. Yeah. Um, the quarterback run that Steichen kind of deployed oh. for Jalen last year. I think the size on the perimeter with, um, Pierce and Why? Pittman Why? and the Mo Alley Cox at tight end. Just Josh Downs. You put a tweet out that said, "Who has the least amount of weapons in the AFC?" You said like Tennessee, Houston, Indy? Question mark. Ooh. So I'm just yeah. telling you. I'm just telling you yeah. the tweet I read. You said it. Yeah, but, yeah, but like sorry, Tennessee, because Houston, but I don't think Indy's. I don't think Indy's skill group is going to have to beat 
double coverage consistently or that often. They're going to see one-on-one pretty consistently. Um, I think that it's going to be like A.J. Brown last year for Philly was, if you just watched it, you would go, he's killing people on in-breakers, whether it's an inner slant and go routes. Killing teams. Oh, so d So Yeah. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. Would be great for us. Mm -hmm. I sent, yeah. What? What? Send out that. I think Indy should be interested in DeAndre Hopkins. Now, I don't know if he would go there. Definitely not. Um, because it sounds like he wants to go to a bona fide contender. There it is. Uh, but, yeah. We are. With stability. Okay. Thank oh. you. Stability. Well, Thank stability you. in the front office. I like Kenny Pickett. Stability. Yeah, Jim Mercy's like been here since he was 12. True. Here, here would be what I would say about Kenny. I think that Pittsburgh is quietly really talented on offense. Pickens led the rookies last year, like 15-5 yards per catch. Um, I don't know Matt Canada, their offense coordinator at all. I think he does some good stuff, but like he I does just not feel, actually. That's the thing. They say yeah, he does I not do good stuff. Like, they say he does not no, do good stuff. It's too gimmicky. It's it's too gimmicky. It's too it's too like we're gonna try to catch him off guard consistently. I just want them. I want him to be a little bit more like. You could still be creative, but also aggressive instead of trying to constantly trick people. He's creative. Speaking of trick people, Pac-Man Jones did that to you one time on a pick six. He has a question for you, Dano. I just can't let y'all get away from this Baker Mayfield thing. Um, what's going on with Tampa? Do they have <laughs> any quarterback down there that can hit a blind duck, bro? Uh, I'm surprised that that video looked as bad as it does. Like okay. we've been in- A blind duck no, is I've- running right towards the shotgun. Yeah, game. that's unbelievable. I've done... Um, <laughs> Dude, I've done – we've all seen routes on air, and we've all had to you – know, like, I've thrown timing routes. You've defended timing routes, all that stuff. You miss them occasionally. But for them to be missed that consistently oh. was a little bit surprising. Um, it's I, like Tampa's four in the world. Spot. Like, I think, I think Tampa's in the, the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. I do. Like, those, like those are t- – that's not a terrible throw. That's two or three inches off that ball. This one's a – again, that's that's a foot off. Uh, uh, those – NFL quarterbacks out of their hands. Dano. But here's Dano. the thing. Dano. 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 Yeah, I'm. I, again, I'm surprised that they're consistently missing that much. Um, <laughs> it's air too. Like this is. Yeah. That ball cannot be on the ground. Just throw the ball. And these guys are starting. Like uh, Trask, I guess, has an opportunity. But Baker has had a lot of success. Number one pick. So, like, what is going on? Is it is it a shoulder? Is it miscommunication? Is it routes no, versus I air? They're, they're not running, running, running. Yeah. Right. You may not like this, but there is just a reality that these are new routes when it comes to that person it, throwing and okay. catching. Okay. The ball is out of his hands before that receiver's making their cut. And like it, that, those do take time. They take reps. To so we shouldn't down. panic. I'm, we shouldn't panic, you're saying. I don't think it's panic mode. No, it doesn't okay. look great. Okay, but Baker's when you're throwing Baker's those. Well, when you're throwing those for the sucking. first day or two, they, they look a little different than in a couple weeks. Oh, good. Just like he was with the Rams. Yeah. Just like he was at the beginning with Cleveland. Yeah, yep. he got bad in Carolina. Well, Carolina was—he he had to wear his hat and head, but that's right. They oh, said you're—you sure. know what I mean? They yeah. tried Christian McCaffrey and Chosen Anderson exactly. before he was even a- known as Chosen. So then Bench and Baker was along those lines. You know what I mean? They didn't want to win. Oh, that's why because they, they had Baker Fest uh, down in Texas. Mm-hmm. That's right. Remember? Oh yeah. And they were all getting on the same page. That's why this routes versus airs, bro. They haven't had a chance to do Baker Fest. Oh, because they are right. in Florida. Yeah, yeah. You know, Texas. Get Baker Fest in there, and we're gonna be just fine. You—he's gonna start. He's gonna do good. Um, 
Pack. I think they'll be. I think they'll be okay. Like I. Pack has farted fourteen okay. times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just incredibly gassy as soon as he starts talking. Mm-hmm. About. Well, Orlovsky, yeah, protein, too much protein. Oh yeah, Orlovsky, remember this last year? You sneezed and then farted right into your microphone. Yeah. Yep, because you had the mic up here. Do you remember when he did that? That was on ESPN. People were talking about you can't say shit on ESPN. It's like Dan actually shit Poop on ESPN. Yeah. So you, you remember? You- <laughs> <laughs> Remember this? You're the absolute worst. <laughs> you did. What's that, dude? You uh, <laughs> you had that mic right here. Yeah. Uh-huh. They got that thing tight there, and he went down to sneeze, and he covered it. Yeah. He covered his sneeze, and then <laughs> right yeah, in exactly. Yeah. Just come clean. Yep. It's crazy. Yep, that's what happened. That's not what happened, but that's what happened. Well, what happened? What are we? We're amongst friends. Right? Yeah. No one's watching. I Just say it. Yeah, but none of us bought it. That's why we're still. Yeah, exactly. it's bullshit. You know what I mean? So we had to sense a little. Oh, uh, it is true. Oh, it is true. It is. You want NFL Live today? I'm not. NFL Live is dark today. What's that all about? <laughs> oh, that's what you did. Um, so that's what you know. did. You do that on a regular basis. I don't think I've, we've ever heard you do that. No, never. I told you this is the story. We're leading up. Like we're leading up to kickoff, and you you know this. Sometimes you tape opens right for the game or whatnot. Sometimes yeah. it's live, Got more it. often than not. Occasionally you tape because of whatever. And we're, the producers in my ear are going ninety seconds to tape, ninety seconds to tape. So and it's my first time working with Levy and Lewis like that in a live game. Energy's outrageous. I'm like, holy crap, this is Monday Night Football. Um, and he's like, 45 seconds to tape. And I lean over and I go, what is what? what is 45 seconds to tape? And leaves like, it's just a joke that our producer and I play. And I'm like, okay. So I thought right when he said go, we were taping the open. So I start speaking and I say something that I didn't want to say. And I went, throw it out, dump it. Here he goes. Live television, dude. And I was like, oh, crap. So I thought we were taping. <laughs> but he was meaning like 45 seconds to, to tape, like uh, like like visually tape being played. Yeah, I love it. Maybe like Levy's like, I don't want to know that we're live. Yeah. yeah. I want to know we're live. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe, maybe I can't know. Can't <laughs> if I see the red dot, I know. I can't know, though. He's one of the coolest dudes of all time. One of yeah. the chillest He's guys on. of all time. Got a chance to hang out with him. So you're saying that you thought it was fake, not live. And you're like, dump it like you were producing <laughs> Monday Night Football. Yeah, you kind of got screwed, Dan. Yeah, yeah they were kind of fucking with you. <laughs> That's an interesting thing. Yeah, yeah. if I yeah. would have thought it was, t- you should hear my rehearsal things that happen. Those are awesome. I'll never forget the. I'll never forget watching you do the Georgia Tech Open when you like freestyle the rap or something. Yeah, they knew that, that was going to happen too. Yeah, they all knew, time. Yeah, the rehearsals. The rehearsals for a lot of those stuff are awesome. Like, all right. Uh, I believe that. Blah, 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 blah. Pat, what are you going to say? Ugh, I don't know if I like that. Yeah. I think I'll probably yeah. be against it if I had to get it. <laughs> but, yeah, man, whatever we roll with is good. Who do you think's the key player for the game? The quarterback. Yeah, I think. You want me to say that to everybody? You have to do that, though. Like, that is something you have. I'm mm-hmm. never in a position to have to do that type of shit. I am yeah. so much like, uh, like Michael Cole, for instance, at the WWE. So, a lot of those, like, talking head shows that they have, because they have so many cameras and such a big fucking production and so much stuff that has to take place, they, like, run rehearsals, you know, before, like, the kickoff shows and everything like that. Yeah. And there's, like, I, the first time I was there, they were actually, like, saying what they were going to say or whatever. And I was like, there's no chance I'm saying what I'm going to say. So Michael Cole was like, hey, just, we need to know what you're going to say so we can, like, kind of mimic it or whatever. I was like, Cole, if I say it right now, like, can't say I won't change it. It's not going to be the same, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I won't be able to say it live or whatever. He's like, uh, need you to say it. Or like the first time, he was like, need you to say it or whatever. I'm like, okay. So I, the rehearsal one, I gave a take. 
Like, I gave one. It was a full take that I wasn't going to do later. And then, boom, I give another one. And Michael Cole drops in my ear immediately, you asshole. And just starts, <laughs> yeah. and just starts laughing or whatever, you know? And I was like, dude, I am not good with the whole, just like the script can, reading. Can I, um, can I can I share the upfront story? Yeah. Uh, can, all right, so. You're actually, on new TV. vlog coming, new mm-hmm. vlog coming. Mm-hmm. About the Disney upfronts in about a minute and a half here, actually. Yep. So I can share the story, though? Like, Hell yeah. Cool? Okay. So you go up on stage, and at, at the Disney upfronts, there's all these Disney um, ad sales people out, and there's a giant, four giant screens. These are 15 feet big type of thing, and that's your teleprompter for, hey, you're going to say this, this, and this, and that. So Pat's on stage. I'm after Pat. I'm backstage. And I, you're, I'm watching on the monitor. Pat goes, and he starts talking. He's 90 seconds in, drops the F-bomb, you know, two minutes in. And you can see you're not even paying attention to the teleprompter. I can see the teleprompter. You're not saying what's being said or being written on the teleprompter. And the people in the back, like, were getting so angry. And one guy, he's like, he's not even reading the effing teleprompter. And I looked at him. I said, get used to it, bub. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it was good. I appreciate you doing that and, and saying that. Um yeah, it was kind of distracting, actually. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's, a bunch, it's a lot of words, you know, and I'm like, I'm a reader. I'm a natural reader. I would like to know what's happening. And then I start reading a couple of lines. I'm like, oh, that's what that's what this guy emailed me the other day. Oh, yeah. interesting. Like, I'm piecing that together while I'm speaking. I'm yeah. like, oh, I didn't even yeah. know. That email was a pretty serious email, I guess. I, I just gave a hug. Oh, can't wait to see you. Nice. You know what I mean? Like, that guy put yeah. a lot of time Meanwhile, in Meanwhile, when they sent me my script, difference between, you know, your brain and my brain, like, I memorized it because I didn't know we had teleprompters. So these people sent you lines, you memorized them, (laughs) and you executed them? Yeah. So you're an actor, he's a model, (laughs) and he's the QB guru for ESPN. You are a at least three-tool player. You're unbelievable, Dano. Look at you. Yeah. Yeah. Look at me. Look at me. Great to be teammates again. Ladies and gentlemen, absolute stallion of a television personality and quarterback guru and lax guy. Big lax guy. And he plays golf at the Haven. Don't play playoffs this weekend. Big playoffs this weekend for the boys. For your boys? Yeah. All on the same team? Yep. How are they? We got a goalie and then two shooters? Uh, Two shooters. No goalie. I don't think they're tough enough to play goalie. Long stick midi? Yeah, LSMs, dude. Um, uh, not yet. I don't. I don't. No, right now they're just two attack kids. Hey, tell them to keep their head on a swivel out there. Some of these Fair kids are there. fucking people up on mm-hmm. the Ladies Fair and gentlemen, point. Dan Orlovsky. Good luck to your kids. Hi, baby. Dan. Hey! Speaking of being live, in an attic is a man in Ohio yep. who's a college football national champion, what? a Super Bowl champion, what? a Ryder Cup winner, what? the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers. Can we not at least have a conversation about, like, a Hall of Fame for this fucking guy? Come on. Didn't make a Pro Bowl. Well, why? He's in the same exact division as fucking Urlacher? Yeah. That's a tough thing. Mm-hmm. Like, to get votes, to get rallied in there. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, He's difficult. an Ohio fuck who would never mention that, but we should do it before he can even tell us, oh, let's move on. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ. <laughs> yeah. Pal, how are you? What's up? Doing great, pal. When's uh, when's Bill Walton coming? He's uh, forty minutes uh, from now. Normally, you do that when <laughs> the person is either get, you know kind of getting a connection to our computer or potentially on deck. So 
You're 40 minutes off this time. Kind of a oh, – are you losing your fastball? Uh-oh. Might be. No, that's out. a big one. I, I love Bill Walton. I'm a huge fan. I didn't want to keep him waiting if he was on the line for some reason. Oh, I, I forgot about that. You are so courteous. Of course. You know what I mean? You are so incredibly yeah, courteous. And <laughs> he is a hero. Mm-hmm. Absolute hero. True hero. We appreciate that, AJ. Uh, did you get a chance to hear a conversation with Dan Orlovsky this morning? He said some things about the San Francisco 49ers team that I found very interesting. And, you know, obviously the NFC, we're all assuming, is going through the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers, but the conversation about the quarterback for the Niners is still very much a question mark. Guy got Tommy on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't know how it's going to go. He's young, obviously. They assume that it's going to recover well, but there's a chance that it takes a little bit longer. Who's going to be their quarterback? Trey Lance, guy they traded up to number three for? Trade the future of the franchise to go get. You only seen him in limited action, but maybe he has a chance to be great with how athletic he is and how seemingly good he can be at football. We had no idea if he was. And then they bring in Sam Donald. This guy sucks. Mm-hmm. He's getting out from the Adam Gase umbrella, though. Brutal. Mm-hmm. This right. guy's going down to Carolina. He's going to be the guy. Well, everybody here got fired, and yeah. the team wasn't that great. This guy sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now he's going over to the San Francisco 49ers. Dan Orlovsky's like, hey, this might be like – Donald time. Yeah, yeah, it, seriously. It, it might be like Donald time over there. And the more he lays it out about how Jimmy G, and we like Jimmy G. We do. We didn't know his foot was fucked, but no, we no. like we like Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. He wins. I like people that win. Yeah. I like people that enjoy life. I like people that seemingly make your teammates better, which Jimmy G does all of those things. He basically said that, like, Sam Donald in this offense, if he only has to throw it 15 times, 17 times, I think there was a time Jimmy G won a playoff game with six attempts, six passing attempts yep. against the Green Bay Packers. They rushed for 180 yards before contact Correct. in the NFC Championship game. If Sam Darnold only has to throw 15 times and it's a fucking in, uh-huh. slant or whatever, mm-hmm. bubble, yep. screen, yep. or go, I guess, mm-hmm. like or seem to kittle. Like, he can make all those throws, and if he's only being expected, he's being told exactly where to go, like, hey, you're going to look here. And then this is going to be open. Like this, this is the guy. This is actually how this offense works. Yes. All you have to do is you look this way to get this person to cheat. Boom. We just need you to put it in a bucket. Need you to do that. Darnold can seemingly throw a football. What if he does have a full resurgence and he's the guy for the Niners? Then they're going to make a decision about Purdy. And then the Niners are in this fucking perpetual cycle of like, oh, yeah. ah, everybody's good. That's a good yeah. thing. It's like, is it? I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean, AJ? I mean, it's a good thing until it isn't a good thing. Like, say Sam Darnold comes in. Say he, Brock Purdy's not exactly ready to play to start the season. Sam comes in, plays well. Crushes. Then you have a whole situation again. What do we do? Oh, okay, maybe Sam gets banged up a little bit. Who do we put in? We put in Brock. We put in Trey. What do we do then? Dude, it's crazy. And then there's some teams that are like, we need a fucking quarterback. Yeah, bad. Right. And then the Niners are like, <sighs> one of them's got to get traded, right? No, can't be Trey. Can't. I can bring three can't, quarterbacks. Can't on the we roster. don't know where Purdy gonna be. We don't. You're we right. haven't seen it. We haven't seen the tummy John yet. Sam's gonna be active. With yeah, he'll yeah. be the third quarterback. He's not gonna play. Is it Trey? Is there a chance it's Trey? I feel like the only guy being left out is Trey Lance, the number three overall pick. We exactly. just saw this in Green Bay. We just saw this in Green Bay. At some point, the decision that was made to do that to break this to bring in this quarterback this high, they're gonna have to see. I don't think so. I don't think so in San Fran. <sighs> I just think don't think so. so. You have to. I, I think I at some point they're going to have to see. What if it's so bad in I'm practice? I'm like, that... if, if it, it I don't... So they said it was a split house, right, is what he said. Basically, yeah. everybody has alluded to this. I don't know if it's ever come out and confirmed. I might be wrong. I, I don't know. If, but allegedly, Shanahan wanted Mac. 
right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, yes. I think yes. Lombardi. That's Lombardi too, said, yeah, yeah, Lombardi. Yeah. That's a, what he said. Correct. Allegedly, we we have no idea if this is true or not. I, you know, Dan Orlovsky just acted as if it was 100 percent true. Yeah. Right. Rombo has also said like they have. Like he, confirmed yeah, that. he knows that Shanahan wanted Mac and Lynch and wanted Lynch Trey Lance. Lance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So do you think? Because they have such a good relationship, seemingly, Mm -hmm. which there's always going to be some sort of friction, I'd assume, between those two alphas kind of running a team and who's doing the grocery shop and who's doing the cooking. What do we... Mm -hmm. Sure. How do we know what the... Uh Who's cleaning the dishes? Yeah, what do we do? Yeah, all that type of stuff. But maybe they did say, Shannon said, I'll give him a chance. I'll give him a chance. But if it proves that this is a project in long term, I don't want to give up this run we have. So maybe enough in practice and in those like four games that he played where they were able to come to an agreement and Lynch was like, all right, all right, you're right. But think about Lynch making that decision. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at some point, Lynch is going to want to see that, you know? If it was the right decision or not, especially with how much conversation and drama seemingly did take place a little bit around it. And, but they got a team to go now to Pax Point left from the previous hour. It's like Shanahan doesn't have time to like wait and no, grow. No, no. John Lynch doesn't either. You think John Lynch, he doesn't feel super comfortable there. Like everybody is always, they, they know, like, hey, man, it, things can change very quickly, good and bad in the NFL, like when you're a GM or a head coach. Uh, and, they, and they right there. They right at the tip. Back to back. Yep. Back to back. Yeah, exactly. And just can't get over him. And, the offense is there. It's been the quarterback play. Like you can't say it's been anything else because it haven't been. They haven't been the play calling. Haven't been the guys out there. It's been the quarterback have been throwing interception and very, very. And that's why they pivotal points of the season. That's why they drafted number three overall because like when Jimmy would get hurt, they'd lose every game. Yeah. Yes, they would just lose every. It was like when Jimmy's playing, we're winning. When he's not playing, we're losing. So we need to get a quarterback for when. Zanifel, when Jimmy gets hurt and misses some games, we can put somebody in that can win us, and we know they're going to win games. That was seemingly what that draft pick was. Yeah. yeah. Because Jimmy G was still under contract and still on the mm-hmm. team. So it was like, hey, for this year, which we're trying to win a Super Bowl, we need to know that the quarterback that will be able to step in if and when Jimmy gets hurt is good enough to win us games so that we can get going. And it's like now we're at a stage where it's like biggest game of the year, Brock Purdy, after three quarterbacks already gotten hurt. First series, okay. yeah. First series, yeah. first play was it first? No, throw? no, it wasn't his first throw, but they it, it was, I think, the second one where Ayuk was wide open. So, I mean, Tommy John, yeah, yeah, just can't nobody can attempt a forward pass on the football team. No, that is some terrible luck, yeah, the worst. That, so they don't have time to be like, we can figure it out. It's almost like success is a good thing for everybody, but in this particular case, to see if you got a guy in Trey Lance that. Obviously, the head coach and GM were split about, but you still traded a couple first-rounders of the future to go get them. Like, it, you can't almost see them, but you have to. And then what if Sam's a guy? He's a Cali kid, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's, so what if, Sam, what if Sam's a guy? This yeah. story that's going to be made. Because the Niners are on primetime. They're going to be on primetime all the time. They're the fucking San Francisco 49ers, and they're very entertaining to watch play football. Yes. Mm-hmm. They are very fast, explosive, and they're very good. Hit. And the NFC is not that deep. So the Niners are going to be on TV all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Think about the storylines behind Sam Darnold that are going to go about the the look back stories. They're going to do like those pieces where it's going to be in black and Projecting white. his next mm-hmm. contract to, oh, this guy's going to get $120 million for three years or something. Yeah, all that. And Niners fans are going to fall in love like yeah. with Sam Darnold because of all this, especially if they're winning. Especially if they're winning, it'd be hard not to. It's like, mm-hmm. how long does that 
potentially delay the Brock party from coming back because when it's so weird, all of it would be if he let's say Sam starts and he, he just lights it up and he kills it. And like, hey, we can't pull well, this guy out first that's, four that's, games. No, that's He's not, not, gonna, the first that's not four gonna happen. Game. What's that? They're in the they're in the shore week one, so fucking maybe week two, but it's not having week one. Oh, Ooh. they're down here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Wow. Good luck. Looking what out. a first game. Yeah. Great hey, defense. I like, I like that game. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a, it's exciting. Yeah, it is good, game Kenny. good game for Kenny, too, to get in there and try to see what yeah. new wrinkles they have in the offense. Oh, yeah. Let's see how this offensive line's doing. Mm-hmm. Who do we go to? Uh, hey, Broderick Jones, here's, yeah. uh, here's Nick Bosa. Welcome to the NFL. He's <laughs> a jungle cat, that fucking guy. Remember? Absurd. Dude, have you well, seen this human in real Nick life? Bosa? Yes. Yes. Dude. He put together like a statue, man. He really is. He is a... He's a fucking how he statue. Walks crazy. How he walks too is just so like distinct. You can tell he and his brother both. Like you can see it from a mile away. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm watching that game in Seattle from the booth or mm-hmm. whatever. Shout out Kirk Herbstreit. Mm-hmm. And then Al mm-hmm. Michaels for the steak that he has in his booth. Right. It was so good. <laughs> Perfect. So good. Yeah. He also hit the parlay that night. No big deal. That's I right. mean, oh, great, yeah. great night. Boots on but, the ground. But where are your boots on the ground? We hit. That was a good win for us. In the yeah. first half, I think. Yeah, we yeah. got to celebrate. I got to celebrate and enjoy this entire I mean, it was good. Mm-hmm. That was a good night for us. Oh, yeah. But from that booth, you get to see good, you know, because you have to see good to call the game. That's why the booth is put there. So you have a great view. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. It was like one of the best views. You see this thing get down in like a four point Ooh. on like the outside. It's like this guy spans a fucking first down. Like mm-hmm. he is so. I didn't think because of how properly jocked he is. Right. Properly jocked. He could be as tall. You know, I, I would just like sure. with the way he's built, it's like can't be that can't be that long, I guess, with the way he is a fucking jungle cat. Yeah, right? And he gets off the ball oh. so fast. He is that is a remarkable person to watch play football. And then you got Fred right behind him, mm-hmm. who runs like four four mm-hmm. sideline yeah. to sideline. Yep. Paul Miles back in the game right now. Fred? Yeah, by far. He don't he, he don't hit you as hard, but he make every play. It's not when you when you turn on the film, he make every fucking play mm-hmm. from sideline to sideline. Now he, it might not be all flashy, but he gonna make he gonna end the game with twelve tackles. You know what I mean? Three assists, and then you'll see another another ten plays where he's filling the gap so other guys can make plays. He's a dog. He's the best in the game right now. Do you remember he got all pissed off at uh, Aaron whenever Aaron said that Shaq Leonard was the best all the way yeah. around? <laughs> nah. Shaq Leonard Shaq, got pissed Shaq off because Aaron said oh, Fred yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Completely the flip. Mm-hmm. Because then uh, they play after the, the, the Packers play played the Colts next the next week. week. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry about that. Aaron said this about Fred. I, I feel like this is just like uh, everybody kind of just understands it. He just doesn't get as much conversation about it because the rest of that team <clears> – I mean, the rest of that fucking team is just like mm-hmm. well, people that know football. Know though, people that know football, coaches, players, they yeah. yeah, they rave about Fred Warner. Like they that defense is able to do a lot of different things because Fred's in the middle there, kind of run the show, and they trust him to. Oh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna mug in the a gap, and I still have I still have like middle read in Tampa too. I'm gonna be running sixty yards down the field. Not only am I gonna be stride for stride, but I can turn around and make a play on the ball too. Not many people can do that. Freak athlete. Well, kind of like what you said about Erlacher and AJ. I mean, Bobby Wagner was the best middle linebacker in football for a long time in the divi- in, in the same division. So Fred kind of went mm-hmm. under the radar for a little bit. Yeah, AJ, that's what happened with you with Erlacher. That's fu- that stinks. Bro. Such bullshit. It does legit. <laughs> shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Bird on. You should at least I be in the Packers Hall of Fame. Erlacher's the man. I mean, we agree with that. Like. Urlacher man, is don't a, forget Lance Briggs. Lance yeah, Lance Briggs, Briggs too. Lance yeah. together playing that Tampa two man. Those guys were breaking on the ball. It was fun to watch. We agree. We're big fans, but it's also like when you think about Pro Bowls and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like well now it doesn't matter. Now like division doesn't matter, does it? Well, what I'm thinking from back in the day at least is like that's eighty or games. So 
players voting, yeah. it's like their vote, a large portion of the vote is like who in the. Based on the division. Yeah, like was, you're, you're playing these teams, similar teams, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it was one of those things, too, where like after Erlocker had made like his first like six Pro Bowls or whatever, like. It didn't matter how good of a season AJ nah, would have had or what Erlocker was doing. It was like, nope, he's going to be the leading vote getter and he's yeah. going to the Pro Bowl. And then on top of it, he was having unbelievable seasons. But and like, unbelievable football. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like Mar- big market teams, too. And at that time, they were. Well, Patrick Willis was also in the NFC at that time. True. Oh, my gosh. I, forgot. I, almost, I, I shouldn't say I almost forgot about Patrick Willis, too. But him and Navarro Bowman, are you yeah. kidding me? Like, jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, your big face out of Ohio, though, did pretty good. Speaking of big face, I listened to Hemi Butler explain why he priced his coffee the way he priced it in uh, in the bubble. Everything I learned about this guy, I fucking love him more. Yeah. You know? What did, what did he say? He said, well, they gave us 4040 bucks uh, per diem, and ain't nobody going to be able to spend money on shit. We're not allowed to do anything. He said, so I had to figure out a way to get money from these people. So he said that he thought he would charge 20 bucks. Uh, per cup of coffee because it came in 20s or whatever, a mix of 20s, 50s, and 100s. He said then once we ran through the 20s, he knew that people would have to be paying with bigger bills and oh, we don't have change. So that's like whenever the news came out that these big face coffees were like 50 bucks or something mm-hmm. like that a cup. It's because there was, he, was, he was refusing change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy is awesome. And he called him Big Face Coffee because Big Face are hundos, which is what he, I assume, got paid at some point yeah. for a cup of coffee. <laughs> and he had to just kind of love that he had pulled it off. Or genius. Absolutely yeah. genius. As somebody who, in fifth grade, had a cigarette racket mm-hmm. where I was getting them for 25 cents, selling them for 50 cents, taking them out of ashtrays, when I hear a good hustle, and this is certainly one, I have uh-huh. massive respect for it. Let alone you hear about his like upbringing. Oh, yeah. Now he's basically just told, hey, Get the fuck out of here. Fuck off. Because mm-hmm. yeah. as a 13-year-old. Like, oh, yeah. Hey, see ya. Go figure it out. Yeah, need, don't need you. And then just kind of bounced around and then still had a work ethic, a drive, a commitment, and then hasn't been jaded to the entire world because of his upbringing and situation, which he certainly could be. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be very easy to see in a crime documentary yeah. of what happened there and where it could have went. And instead... He's the fucking guy who put the Miami Heat on his goddamn back and has become Hemi Buckets in everybody's eyes. I love this dude, A.J. Hawk. I absolutely- Everybody, isn't it easy? I'm sorry, I know I cut you off, but I, it, I feel like it's very easy to root for Jimmy Butler. And I don't see, a, I don't really hear really anybody not rooting for Jimmy Butler, it feels yeah, like. Right? Especially at this stage. But I think back in the day there was, uh, you know, some certainly different yeah. conversations. Yeah, no doubt about it. And even while he's been in the league, it's like he's been cast aside by multiple teams. Yeah. It's not like he was with the Heat this whole time. It's like, okay, with the Bulls, maybe not cast aside, but, you know, he's out of Pretty there. Much. Trade the him T- out like an asshole. That's what I mean. Traded with the T-Wolves, traded with the Sixers, what traded. Happened? Like, what happened with those teams? Did anything like, with, so, was there any blow-ups or anything? So we heard at the Timberwolves, he actually, yep. uh, he showed up and played with the fours. Mm-hmm. The G-Leaguers. The G-Leaguers. Oh, yeah. And he beat the fucking starters. Mm-hmm. And then he talked shit, left, and then was doing an interview on ESPN while they were wrapping up their practice going into the locker room. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Talking no. about, give me the fuck out of here. Because I guess they weren't I guess they weren't playing them. So I guess that would have been a blow. And was that how that actually went? The person that told us that? I think I heard that story on the internet. Is that actually what took place? That's how I heard it. Yeah, that was the uh, that one. I think was on Up and Smoke. Yeah, that's actually what happened. He was talking to Ramona Shelbourne or something on there. How in the world that we're in right now, where these teams bend over backwards for superstars? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, right. Right? Business wise, decision wise, and now I'm sure there's players that just heard me say that in the NBA and say this ignorant fuck. 
he doesn't even know all the things that we have to do or whatever, and I get it. But seemingly from the outside in, that is a superstar-driven league, like very clearly. Mm -hmm. For Jimmy to be what we are learning Jimmy is, and if he has been this this entire time, how come a team that he has been on hasn't been like, this is our motherfucker. We're going to get everybody. They will give up $240 million deals yep. in the NBA exactly. to tra transfer how their team is going to be constructed. It's like, how has that not happened? But it's got to be right system, like, we talk about all these different coaches and, and yeah. what they can do. Down in Miami, Pat is one of the best coaches probably to ever coach the game. Pat Riley, obviously yeah. a part of the front mm -hmm. office, I believe. He's so, the president yeah, of the I think they have a lot to do with player success because you got to have the right coach, especially in basketball. Spolster's a dog. But yeah. Jimmy has produced and been either the guy or a guy every single place he's been. But I think it's like he's been so – he's just so intense at all times. And, like, huh. you know, with Kobe, like – Everyone kind of praised that, but with Mamba him, mentality. exactly, but with different him, generation. Like, Rest in peace, Kobe. Buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Dog, Kobe, yeah, Kobe's you know my favorite basketball player of all time. But then like with Jimmy, it's kind of like this guy's a prick. He's an asshole. No one can get along with him. You know, like Kobe kind of earned that because he had all the rings and everything. And Jimmy hasn't won yet, so it's almost like teams are like, hey, this the the juice isn't worth the squeeze with this guy, which clearly isn't true. Jimmy Butler was at the WWE event down there in Miami. Yes. He's, sitting right behind you. Yeah, he, I got a chance to meet him. Oh, yeah. Super cool. Yeah, he's he, with his kid, so he has to be cool, but he was very, <laughs> very cool. I had makeup on, clearly. He was cool. Everybody's cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To Ty's point too, like the the problem is like those younger the younger stars. Like in the T Wolves, Carl Anthony Towns, he was the guy there. He was the franchise young guy. They were gonna stay with him. In Philly, it's the same with Embiid. And obviously he said it before, like they chose Tobias Harris to be kind of the number two to Embiid, and obviously that blew up and they ended up going to get Harden. Like it, it, this was the only time that the team was like, okay, Jimmy Butler, you're the guy. You set the tone. You are the culture. Like everything you do is what we're going to follow. And at those other places, they just didn't do that for him. We Can trade him away for Lori Markin yeah. to draft him. Yeah. 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 Who's a beast. He's also, yeah. also he didn't do this in the regular season, so I don't think he got the media push like you normally would. At all. Yeah, right. they, they, yeah, they weren't. Well, congrats to all parties done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they're ain't too. Can't wait to watch you tonight. Yeah. Hell yeah. Can't yeah. wait to watch you tonight. The Dreads photo, too. Uh, speaking awesome. So Can I buy so that funny. coffee? Like, is that available for me to buy? I just want to know his merchants. I don't know about the coffee. Yeah, it's 100 bucks a cup. What if he, I mean, I would like to hear what he was. Yeah. We just got Keurig in here. I'm the only mm -hmm. one. Felt like it. Did you see the machine he had, though? It was like a cool espresso machine. Yes. Yeah, so nice that French press. The, yeah. wife, the, the wife uses one at the house. She, it is really impressive to kind of watch one of those things work. Sweet. Loud. What, like Very a fancy so espresso machine or what? Yeah, one of those thingies. The uh, like it's like medley, I think. And yeah, like an espresso. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. nah, I've I, never had one, but you gotta like uh, you have, have to that. clean those all the time, don't you? I think it is a lot of maintenance. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, descale them and clean it out, especially if you have a water line hooked up to it. That's like that. one of those. Remember that the keg I have in my house? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, I have a keg in my house. It's a um, like a push in, like fills from the bottom, like you know a magnet I mean? on the bottom. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, those are, those are sweet. I've seen those in bars. They they are sweet, but they, they are. I enjoy yeah. everything about it. Like, when it's happening, I enjoy it. It's awesome. It's really cool. So your cup has, like, a hole in it in the yeah. bottom somehow? Yeah, and then there's a magnet, like, plastic thing that goes in there. You know? So it's, like, a cool thing. It is. I, I, it is, like, a... Very neat. But what? Your butt? It's the maintenance. Butt in there. Maintenance. Uh, you, you, I got to clean out inside yeah. the, the <laughs> thing. Like, is there's that because you're not using it enough, though? Uh, I, I think because it, it has, like, a... Uh, the only description I can't... Uh, <laughs> 
it's like a covered area where something goes down inside of it. You know, there, there's like a bunch of shit in there. Mm-hmm. Like you got to kind of like, like the CO2 stuff. Yeah, like down because you're going down in. So it's like, yeah. and if there's any spillage or anything, it's like kind of. Well, you got to replace the CO2 and pump the lines out and everything. It was high maintenance. The one that we got was pretty high maintenance. It yeah. was like, all right. I would right. imagine it's right. even more maintenance if you're using it like more often. You probably have to do that two, three times a week if you're actually filling that thing up and using it. Because you're time. down in a hole where it's coming mm-hmm. out. You got to keep the hole clean. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. exactly. The hard thing is if you don't use it, though, if you don't drink beer every day, that's the, that's when it gets tough. It's like, oh, does it work? Any- oh, we're out of CO2, all that. Yeah. Yeah, because then you might not drink there. beer for four, you drink four more or five beer. days. Then you don't clean it out. Then you're like, fuck, mm-hmm. I ain't drink for a week. There, there is something about, though. You know, it's turning a corner. Yeah. Opening the fridge. Yep. Getting a nice cold fucking glass. Shutting that thing. And then just, Freezer. if you were able to do one of these. Frosty oh, beer. nice tap. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Draft beer. The best. Hell, yeah. All right. And then just walk it around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a time. That'd be sick. I don't think I want to do that anymore. Beer makes me tired. You know what I mean? Tired? It makes me a little tired. <laughs> a little yeah, drowsy? Me too. Does. It makes me a little tired at this A little same. full and tired. Full You're a tequila guy now, aren't you? Don't you like tequila? No, oh, whiskey. Why? Why? Whiskey. I'm a whiskey guy now. It's awesome. It's a good time. I really enjoy it. I agree. It's You know what I mean? Straight it, up on the rocks? What, what nah, say? I'll Roger. add a little- uh, Old fashioned? I'll put a little uh, diet in there. I will get an old fashioned though if I'm at one of these places that appear to be like a super yuppie event. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That I can't just be like uh, Jack and Dine or whatever. Mm-hmm. They, they got a full fucking presentation. They brought these things out on fire before. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen one of those? One of those uh, old fashions on fire? I've seen smoked smoked old fashioned where they like smoke the, in, the glass and everything. Yeah, there it is. I just, Had those in Smoke this fire, bro. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I'll order those every once in a while. But just as you know, Jack and Diet. Tried and true. But I, I like the taste of Diet, though, too, I tell them. I don't need you to be oh. showing off here. We don't need the whole bottle, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't be a hero. Yeah, just a little splasher. Yeah, always good. You know, I, I, that's that's been a development in my life. Went through quite a beer phase mm-hmm. and kind of dropped out, and then now whiskey. Wine. It's pretty good, man. Oh, it's you ever get the wine? Delicious. I tried. I went to Napa. Uh, what you call it? That thing? Napa Valley. Yeah. There it is. Good people. Seemed like good time. Yeah. The everybody there is day drunk. Just constantly. You go out there, you get drunk during the day, and then you pass out at like 7 p.m. Yeah. Doesn't everyone spit out? What's that? Well, that Don't no. they spit it out? No. I didn't no. see anybody spit it out. I went to a few different. The people that work there that taste it might spit it out. But if you're uh, going on a wine tasting, why are you spitting it out? I know. I saw someone that had like a spit bucket and they spit they it do. out. I'm yeah, like, they do. People do. So people I that think they know that. wine a lot, they're really. I bet you like uh, That's people that are super into wine. Oh, yeah. Orshlovsky probably oh, yeah. does so they don't because he's like a wine guy. Taste it. Yep. They spit it out so they don't get drunk. I'm not saying I agree with it. Or would I don't. Yeah, that happens. These they're binging and purging wine. Mm-hmm. And I need to start drunk. doing that with cinnamon rolls and pizza. Mm-hmm. Smart, That's smart. Yeah. <laughs> Candy. Let's just make that a thing. So a spit bucket here? Like after you swallow it or yeah, eating before. a whole cinnamon roll? And just hug if there's them. already precedent from these yups sure. of <laughs> spitting shit out mm-hmm. right next to them, I'd like to add in pizza, I think. Yeah. yeah. yeah Honey think bun. I, okay. Just, what's that, AJ? That'd be tough to do, though. You get to chew a whole like piece of pizza and then just get it all nice and ready to go. You have to do it bite by bite. Bite at a time. Oh. That sounds awful. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Shouldn't you imagine? Oh, so good. It's a lot of oh. discipline there. <laughs> White Goodman. That's what they're doing with his wine. Yeah, absolutely. Swish it around like yeah. mouthwash. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with the sauce, the gravy. Now, you know how fancy people get with wine, though. They, like, 
get real uppity and think they're awesome. So the only I mean, thing I hey, realized, I can tell a difference. The only thing I realized, much like when the NFT craze came and uh, the stonks craze came yeah. and everything like mm-hmm. that, I, people that I didn't even know were wine experts that I have known for a long time became wine experts. And I'll tell you what, that was a surprise. That was <laughs> that's uh, tough. And they weren't right. You know what I mean? Most of course of the, not. Most of, the uppityness level just immediately arise. Yeah. As soon as you land in wine country. Oh, I bet. It was yeah. amazing. You are in a movie when you go out there. Get out there wine hat. It is beautiful. It's like you're in Europe. Mm-hmm. The hills are everything. Like mm-hmm. It is a the beautiful. The vineyards. Yeah. In the way you, you get like driven around. I think, yeah. Like winery to winery and everything like that. You're in a movie when you're out there. Yeah. I hated the taste though. I hated every place. The wine's too. Yeah. Yeah, I used to, I went through a little run where I liked wine for like six months. But it was after we went to Napa one time, and we had a good time and met some cool people there. And I, yeah, now I just I don't like any like wine. Just tastes really dry and terrible to me. Mm-hmm. How many boxes kind of did you ship out of here? What kind of wine was that? I like wine. I'm a wine guy. I love wine. I liked. Yeah. I liked the cheap. I, I didn't. I never liked the expensive wine. There was a what Menage Menage a Trois wine. That's the one I. Oh liked. yeah. Thirty bucks a bottle was nice. Whoa, a blend. Ooh. I think. Hey, big spender. Thirty bucks a bottle is that a lot? Yeah. I no. feel like it is. I've never. I no. think it is. No, it's not. No, it's not. I think it's a lot. But people then order a nine hundred dollar bottle at dinner when they. Yeah, that's that that Opus. Bill. Like, no, I Opus. No, yeah, that <laughs> I got two of them. Yeah. I got three of those actually. Oh yeah, oh, yeah you had to. Though. <laughs> yeah, I was forced to. Yeah, buy forced into it. Mm-hmm. It's currently still in a wooden box, and you have to get a fucking drill to get it out of. <laughs> yep. I we there was you a, a barrel. No, just a bottle, bro. I don't mm-hmm. know how much it was, but it was a lot. Worth a barrel. So much. So, still got it. It's in wooden boxes in my You house. actually gave me two bottles as well. Yeah, I had Camus. My... People love Camus. You heard of that? I don't know if it is. I don't... I have not... I don't know. So, I have not so looked bleak. at it. I just know the names. I was in a... Uh, I was in a side thing at a restaurant with somebody. Mm-hmm. It was very recognizable. Sure. Very. Yeah, very recognizable. So they get like this uh, off room at a restaurant or whatever. Whole room to ourselves. Like literally just to ourselves. Good, awesome. I didn't know that existed in places. It does. Some restaurants you've probably been to, there is like a whole other area. There's like an area that mm-hmm. is just set up like for private shit. And it's not like public parties. It's like, hey, when people come in, they do it. So I got to experience that for a second. And uh, I, um, you know, I wanted to say thank you for what was happening. So I sneak out to go pee and I say, hey, I'll take the bill or whatever. You know what I mean? I get my card over there. Mm-hmm. So then as I come out of the bathroom, they stop me and they let me know that. I our party still has to spend like another seven thousand dollars. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> the amount of money the room costs or whatever for the minimum of the room. Yeah, I was there for forty five minutes at that point. I'm about to spend at so, least it was a I think it was eighty five hundred dollar min or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So I come walking back into the room. Okay, <laughs> quite a different vibe out of me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what had happened there. Then waiter waitress and like chef come out and they explain the situation to whole room and then all of a sudden i get fucking murdered oh look at the hero oh dumbass fucking hero oh you're so rich man and then they said uh yeah this is what you got to do now now you got to get the most expensive shit here until you you know what i mean like, yeah this is check the, off the box this is the game yeah. this is yeah. basically the game this is how this plays so we got the most expensive thing they had was either this one steak that had something like golden on it yep <laughs> wouldn't last long or these boxes of wine mm-hmm. that were like 750 dollars or 900 dollars or something it was so funny it was the most absurd thing of all time it was quite a turn so anytime you go into one of those like just offer to pick up the tip there you right? go not, not yeah, the yeah, actual yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah know the number yeah. Person very recognizable and could beat the fuck out of me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I also called Foxy Rabbit. 
Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Nothing I could do about that. Yeah, Foxy was there, though. Yes, he was. <laughs> it was yes, awesome. Yes, he was. <laughs> it was bananas. You know what else is awesome? Shannon Sharp uh, is potentially on the move. Now, we will miss Shannon Sharp with Skip Bayless. Okay? All of us will. Sure. No. I'm, what? I, won't, I won't miss it. What do you mean? What do you mean? I'm saying I won't miss it. How come? What are you talking about? What, do you, what is it even? You Great won't? TV. Skip and Shannon. What do you mean? So well Skip is an asshole. Bingo, which is why. <laughs> what about Shannon? Bingo. Another asshole. Whoa. No, oh, Pat, oh, man. Oh, no, I'm joking. No, Shannon is my dude, but, like, I won't miss Skip, bro. Like, I, I talk to Shannon, but, like, I think I'm miss Skip. Yeah, Skip's I think. going to miss Shannon. There's been a lot of people that have kind of uh, come to that same conclusion where yeah. they're like, Hey, Skip has had a, a really long run. You know, I don't know if anybody has said this. An incredible run. Great oh, yeah. run. Changed sports media forever, Skip did. Mm-hmm. Actually, and I think he probably understands that and knows that. But a lot of people think at this stage of the game, with how great Shannon was on that particular program, which is why I will miss it, because watching Skip get a chance with Shannon, like, that's good. Shannon's great. So it's like a good adversary, partner, work, which we didn't know what it was. A lot of people are saying that Skip might, you know... This might be the uh, fade off. Yeah. I would never say that. Never. I would never, never say that about Skip people Bayless. People are saying that. People on the are internet. saying that though, and I don't think uh, they understand the power of Skip Bayless. Yes. I don't think they understand. Skip Bayless will find a way. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Skip yeah, Bayless yeah. will find his cheese. Well, he will continue to do his thing. But Shannon being available is a that's a that's a narrative shifter yes. for a place. That's a potential massive asset to a platform uh-huh. that maybe wants to launch, which uh, I. As experiencing the space a little bit from a business standpoint a few months back, there's a lot of places that are trying to get into the sports media world. There's a lot of places that are trying to launch their thing who have rights to stuff either in the future or planning on getting rights, but a lot of money behind them. A lot, a lot of money behind them. So it's like Shannon is going to be in a really good spot here, I think. And I hope to hell he comes to ESPN. And I say come to ESPN, we're not even out of ESPN. <laughs> yeah. no. But we're going to be there, mm-hmm. and if Shannon Sharp is to be there, and you start talking about like what a day could look like, that's fucking awesome. Sir, yeah. And I am very excited about it, you know? I would imagine Shannon already has some things in the works because he, sounds like he stepped away on his own. He reached an agreement, right? Like a mutual agreement to yeah. part ways. Buyout. So, buyout. Man. So, the, I want to see these episodes now, though. How many episodes do they have together knowing that he's going? They were on today. Yeah, it seems like they, they might have worked themselves into a shoot, brother. Yeah. yeah. Through the finals. So, probably like two or three weeks. It really just depends on how the series goes. What was the tipping point? At what stage did it become a, no, we're not going to be able to do it anymore? There was a few. And this is a lot of, obviously, drama talk, but it could directly affect our lives, <clears throat> which I hope happens. Shannon's a weapon. Yes. Yeah. A real talent, yeah. and we're happy for him. Good luck out there. Go get him, Shannon. Shannon. Good luck out there. He's got a podcast, too. I think Club Shay Shay. Shay Shay. You don't think. That thing is massive. Who yeah. takes his spot, though? Who takes that spot? Nick well, Wright or Acho. Probably. Oh. oh, no. Acho's going in there? It's going to be one of those. Probably. It's probably Acho. What if it's Shady? Could be Shady. Could be Shady. Ocho. Warshlovsky. Be. They could do revolving, like, uh, first take. Ah. I just do skip it. Probably yeah. for a while they will, until yeah. they figure it out. I think, personally, um, Shannon could probably do something similar, you know, that yeah. Stephen A. has going Absolutely. on first take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like, hey, who wants to come in and get what at what time? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then let's just kind of do that thing. I think that would be a successful show. I think the clips out of that show yeah. would be absurd. The be moments massive. would be massive. And 
adding Shannon is just like such a weapon. Yeah. Hall of Fame. I mean, every mm-hmm. everything about him is just. Yes. Now, there's been some things I think people would yeah, immediately sure. go to, but mm-hmm. who doesn't have something? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. They'll huh? never they'll never do it because he's already got his own show in his position. But Cowherd v Skip would be <laughs> oh, I mean, two guys who just will not relent are right about everything. <laughs> Don't want to hear what anyone else has to say. Like that could be pretty good. That would be like a Fox Super Bowl it, it, exactly. every day. It would be. They should do that. Holy hell! Because they already got Colin's desk is already ready. Yep. Yeah. You just add yeah. Skips on that other side. Yep. <laughs> and then you put. I mean, you put a scoreboard maybe in exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? You should. Just let them yell until they're both blue in the face and they pass out. And then that's how long the show is. Exactly. Yeah. Some days, might be an hour and a half. Who knows what's going on the night before? Yep. Sure. And how passionate they are about the subjects. Some days, eight hours. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Did you hear about Skip and Colin? No. Two days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't <Don't> leave. Filibuster. <laughs> Filibuster. Bring up Jordan LeBron <laughs> yeah. again. Round seven. Ding. That would be amazing. That would be two OGs there. Yeah. But but you have to wonder why they would let Shannon out of there and why Shannon wanted out of there. Yeah, I would have I mean, it's a big deal. It's a big gig, a high-paying gig that's very important, like, for the whole media world. Yo, for him to walk away, he must have really hated man, it. Man, y'all, y'all know all the stuff that happened between them. You got like, yeah, to like, like y'all don't know what the hell went on. What are you talking well, about? Like, it was on the air. tweets, the shit that he put out, like, even with – um. DeMar, DeMar, what right? happened to him? He sat like, out a day after DeMar, yeah, like, right? Yeah, he was very they upset was, that was, that. He was really upset. And shit, I, all the players was really upset. Certain shit you just yeah. don't touch, bro. That was kids, women, safety of human beings are off limits when it comes to stuff like that. Yep, I concur. I yeah. mean, that was certainly – I mean, it got like um, – the whole world saw it. Yeah. And he didn't take it back either. No, he didn't. So, the whole world tells you, like, hey, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. No, you know, can't do this. You said a lot of things. We've mm-hmm. heard you say a lot of things. LeBron's bad at basketball. We get it. Mm-hmm. We, we've this one needs you to yeah, life and death. This one's yeah. just like super serious. Like yeah. not now. You know, he's like, okay. Well, what do you want me to do? Wait a week? Yeah. I think I think it's what he. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what he kind of said in the that his response was. Um, but that's why Skip Bayless is Skip Bayless. Mm-hmm. You know Bingo. what I mean? And anytime Shannon and him were there, it didn't feel like Shannon was ever going to punch him in the face. It no. didn't feel like there was ever like a a disrespect. It felt like it was always a work, which was kind of a part of the whole thing. Right. That's why whenever it came out of nowhere, I think a lot of us were surprised. Like, mm. oh, whoa, 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 when? Like two weeks? Yeah, he's out that. of there. And uh, obviously, I'm excited to see his next chapter. But I, yeah. I th- I, to your point, I thought it was a work. I didn't know it was, uh, there was actual tension. I feel like there was some recently um, where, where like – Skip was talking about like his playing career and stuff like that and taking shots like oh, that, yeah. which 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 seemed like, like a month month ago, right? Oh, I didn't hear this. Yeah, if you this ever too. been in the locker room, you have been in huddle. But I but again, said that, uh, no, that, that was saying it was telling Skip about. It. Man, that must have been around right around when my ba- the baby yeah. was born. Yeah. But I assume like. Shannon knows that kind you know, like him and Skip aren't buddy-buddy. I think one of the reasons he loved doing that show is because he loved dunking on Skip. It's like, hey, like, I'm, I'll go toe-to-toe with this guy, and I'll, you know, like, I guess this stuff had probably been festering for a while, but, like, I was yesterday when we saw this, like, genuinely shocked. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, I cannot believe that, because, I mean, everyone, like, Skip's kind of a pissant. That's the role he plays. That's yeah. what he does, like, and Shannon knows that, so I don't know. It's tough to believe that he ever took something so personal where he'd be like, fuck it, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, and maybe... I wore him yeah. down. Had to wear him down, like, every yeah, day. Like, there's more... Yeah, just unhappy. Imagine yeah. people 
outside. He probably had his buddies and people. Every time he saw someone outside, like, hey man, you gonna you gonna put Skip in his place? Like people probably didn't really understand the, the what kind of gimmick they may have had if they were whatever they're doing arguing. But it's, yeah, I don't know. He had to be worn down to leave that gig. He's gonna be pretty upset. Right. At a, at a certain point, it's, it's cool with us debating, but when you arguing with a motherfucker and don't enjoy going to work, that is a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can that's that's the problem. For sure. One million percent. Like, we might argue, but I enjoy fucking coming to this building every day. Yeah. Like, and yeah. we have our debates about like a lot here? of different. I enjoy. It. What about the Murph? I love it. You enjoy the Murph? How, how does the body feel after no, doing the Murph? Murph had me a little self. Maybe a day and a half, two days. He had me in the first but half. I'm going to get that but, fucking Murph. We're going to get it. I did three <laughs> sets of it today. I did three Here sets of Murph today. Okay. How many pull-ups? Three sets of them. That's good. Three sets of 10? No. No, no. Oh. I mean, there were sets of like, uh, <laughs> it was like a set of eight, and then a set of like two. That so was still good. The last time, the best? Last time I was like, no, no, I, but I'm going to lose 20 pounds, so this will be the weight. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? This will be the weight. So I just, you know, the, the last time I was doing like four, and I did like two. Wait, though, hey, on the pull-ups, though, I have never watched anybody do the Murph. Are they doing pull-ups or are they doing the kip-up deals that they do? Oh, the, no, this thing? No way. No, that's like a muscle-up. I'm talking where you swing their whole – haven't you ever watched like – No, no, it's no, no it's way they pull the crazy legs, it's a, yeah. It's yeah, pull-ups, no, right? It's not that? Yeah, it's a pull-up. I mean, Murph it, wasn't doing sure? kip-ups, I don't think. I mean, I would assume uh, it's a pull-up. Have you heard the way they talk about Murph? Right? You think he's doing what I do every single time? I don't think so. I don't He's not cheating pull-ups. No, no way. way. I don't think uh-uh. it's cheating. They don't think that's cheating. That's a that's how that's a kip up or whatever they call it. Yeah, but this guy's a a Navy SEAL. You know, he's he's, he's gone now. I'm saying maybe they the standards have lowered since he hasn't been around. Oh, I got you. Okay, okay. Yeah, normally, yeah. Uh, Murph is the same. Could you okay, imagine yeah. if you did the Murph while going all the way? Sure, <sighs> that'd be unbelievable. I'm sure it happens. I'm sure there's people that do it. Just pull up. That's a pull yeah, up. Just pull up. up. Yeah, good to know. The hands has to be facing the bar. Yeah, because full no arm extension. Mm. Chin above bar. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if I'm gonna have picture perfect pull up. Yeah, me either. I don't know if I'm gonna try. Yeah. I'm, gonna let you, I'm 36 yeah. though. I've been doing pull up the same way. Chin will be above the bar a hundred times. No, does. ten sets of ten not. is what they say. Yeah, you can get the chin. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I will like full extension. <laughs> All the way down too. Yeah. Well, that's where you know there might be some. We talking about Zuck did it. Zuck yeah, killed it. Yeah, well, Zuck Zuck's got to be 115 pounds. Yeah, and he has metal yeah. arms now. For our test, a pull-up. This one's saying you can do the kipping pull-up. Okay. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. I don't know how to do those. <laughs> yeah, either. you do. Honestly. Right? Sure. No, I, I don't. Dude, it's just like it when doesn't you make can't. it easy. That's harder. It's just like when you it can't do it. It does not make it easier. It's just like when you Yeah. Nah. Dude, with, uh, I'm not a great pull-upper, but. I will over the next 360. Uh, three. Three days. Two days. Two. Two. Let's go. One. 360. What? 360 plus days. Plus, yeah. Yeah, there it is. I am going to I'm gonna be doing it. But whenever you're struggling, you don't ever try to throw your fucking feet. Like, hey, I think that's what that is. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. I guess you do a little bit. Yeah, just not. Yeah, I don't know. It's still hard. I love pull-ups. Really? Pull-ups are great. Pull-ups are like the squats for your upper body. Yeah, I've said that before. So, great quote. TM. Wow. Put, shirt. Yeah, put, put it on a shirt, please. Put it on a ticker at least. You do that shit where they go, yeet, yeet, yeet. Do you do all that no. stuff? No. <laughs> but you think my hands and wrists and fingers can do that? No. I don't fall You're a pull-up. We, we didn't expect you to be a pull-up that yeah. way. You can only get, yeah. like, what, six fingers around the bar? Yeah. I got, all I need is these six little guys. These six will work. Right. You know, Maybe the best pull-upper of all time if he's only using six ha- fingers. Yeah, you're right. Because they got yeah, those. Have you seen? Now, it might be Photoshop. But I have seen that. I've seen, like, uh, I was going to say one finger, but I, uh, I don't know. That'd but, be awfully hard. But no, uh, mi- middle finger. Seen, 
Like hanging. May have been a hundred pounder. Hanging. Two yeah. fingers. Two fingers. I bet people do. Like honestly, I bet Alex Honnold could do like a oh, one finger probably. or two finger pull up. I'm not for sure. Not yeah. Sure hell yeah. I said, hell yeah, dude. It calluses like crazy. Yeah, his hands. Yeah. yeah, I just I shook the rocks that he had climbed. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Speed bumps on his hands. Yeah, he's basically just got a pothole for a right hand. Yeah, yeah. I figured when you shake his hands, like you see his visions of the amount. Yeah. He's oh, that comes. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I shook the hand that just grabbed a cliff with like this, mm-hmm. and then just dangled there for like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, all right, let me do this again. So he takes a break. Man, this is kind of How does he get down? Does he walk down the other side? How does it work? I think that it's a big hike. I think it's a big hike question. on the other side. Is that Bobby Carpenter? So that way, that what's that? Two fingers? Oh, jeez. Don't know who this is. I just found him on YouTube. That is a redheaded Bobby Carpenter look. Is he holding a rope? Yeah. Yeah, he's chin upping to the rope where his hand is. Is he strapped in somehow, or is he just grabbing it? No, he's just grabbing it. That is that guy is strong. Is this former gymnast? You think those gymnasts because they yeah. do this thing? The rings? Yeah. yeah. Vince Vaughn, yeah. Yeah. With a sig. With a sig, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, uh, they're very strong, right? Yes. No, Incredibly yeah. strong. Oh, yeah. They're the ninja warrior strong. The yeah, that guy was a uh, actual rock climber, I just found out. Yeah, rock climbers, they're yeah. the ones that actually win the ninja warrior, right? Because they get these hippies out of the hills to come down to this American yeah. ninja warrior set. Mm-hmm. You're like, this person's, this is the first time seeing like light in two months. Has been stuck in the middle of some <laughs> mountain climbing a face, and then they go through the Ninja Warrior. They go, oh shit! They're giving me money for this. What? Where is it? How do they make money? None of them make money. No. Yeah, I but, have no idea. Don't right? you? Who? Is it like American Idol or, or America's Got Talent, where if you do the one on the region, then you go on to the next phase, then the next phase travel, and then there's like a, a, eventually I a winner. I think it's a conqueror lifestyle. It is because yeah. they always mm-hmm. talk about Mount Mayori Dama or whatever, yeah. and I've never seen anyone do it. It's just the same oh, same course friend. every single time on NBC. No, so I'm not American Ninja Warrior. They pay. He's talking. About I'm talking about the rock, rock climbers. climbers. Oh, so they just make no money. Like they get sponsorship. Hopefully, don't they hope to get sponsors and put videos on YouTube and stuff, like and then North maybe Face? go. So Two content, clinics. So it's content creation is the that's good. That's great if they're doing yeah. that because everyone that I, I see, I watch that Mark LeClaire. I was just gonna say the Alpinist had nothing, and he wanted no he wanted no attention. He didn't want people to know who he was. Yeah. So like content creation would be a completely different for my understanding of some of the like the documentary on Honold. I guess is massive exposure for that community. Yeah. But I think I don't think a lot of people are getting docs. No. I don't know. I think they're just no. going to live. Well, in the advance. crew. Yeah. Did you see the crew that filmed him? Like the, they were all elite level climbers yeah. as well. The people that follow him and, and film him. Yeah, yeah. Honnold. They're all like top ten climbers or whatever, and they're all strapping in. They're like, yeah, we're not mm-hmm. doing what this psycho is doing, but we at least have the capability to get to a place that. Because I, I would assume standard cameraman. Hey, we need you to uh, need to dangle from. Uh, that cliff right there. Like 2,000 feet in the air. Well, how am I fucking... What am I... Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck it. I'll do it. It's like whenever... Uh, what is it? Silver... Me- no. What, what's that jacket? Full metal jacket? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where the um, drill sergeant... Yeah. ...was supposed to teach... Was showing. Right. They hired a different guy, yeah. and then he did, and they're like, actually... You're much better. We'll just have you fucking do it. These climbers are teaching these camera people. Mm-hmm. Like, All right, this is what you got to do. And they're like, fuck the, you guys. Yeah. Just film this entire thing. What a run those climbers have. Good for them. Anyways, yeah. the Murph is going to be conquered oh, yeah. by yeah. us 
next Memorial Day. Let's go. And we're going to donate 100000 Bill's already preparing. He yep. showed up in a 20-pound vest today. Now, yep. was it a bulletproof 20-pound vest? Yes. For sure. And we all wonder why and how <laughs> that is the thing. But he is getting after it. We appreciate Bill doing that. Not being a liability for the donation yeah. to make the world a better place. Next Memorial Day, we will be all – or day after Memorial Day. We'll figure that yep. out. <laughs> we'll be all attempting the Murph, which is one mile. It's 100 pull-ups. 200 push-ups, 300 squats, and then another mile, all while wearing a 20-pound vest. And uh, A.Q. Shipley uh, 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 did it. Did it. Mm -hmm. uh, With no vest? No, I think he did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A.Q. Shipley did it. Mm -hmm. Pac-Man attempted it. No vest. No vest. But Mark Zuckerberg did it with his kids. Under 40 minutes. So if Zuck's doing it, we're doing it. We have to be able to do this. Yes. Zuck is a physical specimen, though. I agree. He's yes. won Correct. Gold. gold medals. Yeah, exactly. He's a gold medal winner. In physical and activities. Silver. And silver. No. Same time. That was a separate, was no was a separate event. But joining us now is a man that we've never got a chance to talk to, and I fucking love him mm-hmm. as a human. He is his own person, always has been, always will be. He's a two-time, two-time NCAA national champion. He's a two-time, two-time NBA champion, Hall of Famer both on the basketball court and in life, the incomparable Bill Walton. Yeah! Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. All right, Pat. Good day. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. We got the NBA finals tonight. We've got Denver. We've got Miami. We've got absolutely spectacular players. So many things going down here. The fate of the known world is in the balance. And who's going who's gonna to come out on top? And that's all going to depend because nobody knows. You can't predict who's going to win. Of course. You play these games. And so who's going to be the best player? You've got Nikola Jokic, two-time MVP. You've got Jamal Murray, who's come all the way back from a devastating one-time career-ending injury. You got tremendous role players with a fabulous coach of Mike Malone in Denver, an incredible fan base with Ball Arena and the home court advantage, which could be critical. And the altitude, we'll see how that plays out. I've had plenty of high altitude training in my life. Okay, real <laughs> thing, you- real thing. You think not only the high clouds, high spirits, lifted mindset, but I'm talking about the actual uh, clear, thinner air at mile high. You think is the thing? Absolutely, Pat. And what happens is that when you're not used to it, for those of us who live on the coast, 50% of the people in the world live within 50 miles of the ocean. The other 50% are trying to get there. (laughs) And so when you have elevation, a full mile high, they've got it right there at the free throw line, 5,280 feet, the elevation of the city of Denver, the mile high city, where we've spent tons of time doing all kinds of different things. But at the beginning, whether you're riding your bike, whether you're playing basketball, that first couple of minutes, you're sucking for oxygen. And so one of the things that the experienced teams do, they usually try to take an an early timeout just to catch everybody's breath. But what's, what's happened in the evolution of sports, Pat, is that the nutritional advantages that the players have today Everything in the NBA today is better than it used to be. But when you have the improved medical care, when you have the physical training, when you have the equipment, when you have the shoes, when you have 
all the science behind you and the nutrition and the hydration, you've got serious advantages and never discount the Miami Heat. Everybody who they've played this year in the playoffs, Milwaukee, New York, and then Boston, they made those heavily favored teams, they made them quit. And Miami plays a beautiful style that all comes from the top with Pat Riley, who at 78 years old is still totally on top of everything, what he has instilled there in the culture. And what one of the main things that Pat has done is that he has backed his coach, Eric Spolstra, will one day be in the Hall of Fame. He's already been voted one of the 15 greatest coaches in the history of basketball. But every player in that franchise, they know. They know that they're expendable and Eric Spolstra is not. And so quitting on the coach, quitting on the team and the franchise is your fastest ticket out of town. And so while they got a ton of players, Bam Adebayo going up against Nikola Jokic is going to be tremendous. Jimmy Butler, who can play every position in the game. And then you've got all these different guys coming in. You've got Kevin Love doing a nice job as a role player. But you've got Gabe Vincent, Max Struess. You've got Caleb Martin. And you've got uh, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, very much like a former teammate of mine, Lionel Hollins. Kyle Lowry, he wins the game. Now, he's not the lead player any longer. But years ago, he's 37 years old right now. Still and 37 years old, unless you're LeBron, you're not going to be dominating as the lead player. But Kyle Lowry, when he comes in, everything changes because he is able to dictate the outcome of the game. And that's what this is all about. We will certainly dive into the other things that are happening in Denver at a later part of this conversation. Excited to hear what you meant and were referring to there. But to talk about the coaching standpoint and how good Spolstra is, and Malone seems to be loved by all of his players, is there a chance that they might be a little bit cold coming off like a week and a half break with Miami still playing? And will, will it matter with the style of basketball that they can play in the moves that Malone can make? That there's always a chance. It's a basketball game and anything could happen. Hell yeah. But playing at home is a huge advantage. The crowd, the fact that the Nuggets will not get tired, they will not be fatigued. But Miami is in superb physical condition and they're used to the wild, raucous crowd. Those crowds in Milwaukee, New York, and Boston, who they've just faced, they're every bit the equal of, of any great home court. But what has to happen is that Michael Malone has to have pushed these guys. The top coaches, they know the pulse of their team. They know that it's not about leaving it on the practice court. It's about developing, pushing yourself, embracing the pressure and the opportunity. So when that ball is put up at center court at Ball Arena and the eyes of the world go up with that ball, the two hands going up to to determine the fate of the known world one more time, then you've got to be ready and you've got to be ready. And when you're looking at the Denver Nuggets, their game is up and down. Now, when they played Denver against Phoenix and the Lakers, their strategy there was to just run, run, run because Phoenix and the Lakers, they are older teams in terms of their big time stars, Chris Paul and Kevin Durant and with the Lakers, LeBron and uh, Anthony Davis. But the Miami Heat, they're in phenomenal physical condition. They'll be ready. The question is, will they be good enough? Nobody has been able to take 
the control of the flow of the game away from Nikola Jokic, who is such a remarkable player in every way. No, he's shooting like this, Bill. He's shooting like this. One foot over his head. Splash. Splash. He is... He's a combination shooting wise of Jack Sigma, of Dirk Nowitzki, of Patrick Ewing. And uh, he's just a remarkable mind dominant player. He's smart as can be. There's every aspect of the game he is totally in control of. And what I love, I love the team game. Now, Miami certainly plays the team game. Uh, Boston was unable to do that. And Denver plays the team game because their best player, Nikola Jokic, is so humble and so selfless, and he enjoys passing. And his passes are timely and accurate. And when you have that, it allows the offense to flow seamlessly, pretty much like the Arkansas River coming off the eastern slopes of the continent divide there. Oh, my God. Just like it. I mean, you were kind of painting a picture there. I saw that fucking water flowing in that thing. (laughs) And before AJ has a question for you, where are you uh, calling from right now? I think we all would like to know. Every time that has popped up on the screen, full screen, I've got a good chuckle because I'm starting to figure out there's no way that's a collage. That's an actual place. Right, Mm -hmm. Bill? This is where I live on planet Earth. (laughs) And this is a mural that I created with some of my favorite places I am very much into nature. I try to be tuned into nature, the importance of nature. So in the upper left, you've got Yosemite. And up in the upper center, you've got Death Valley and Zabriskie Point. In the upper right, you've got Horseshoe Bend on the Colorado River. Then you've got Monument Valley and the huge pinnacles and the the, the sandstone monoliths. In the lower right-hand corner, you've got the Colorado Plateau. In the lower left-hand corner, you've got the California Redwoods on the northern coast of the Golden State. And then you've got the islands of Hawaii. And if I move to the side a little bit, you can see the sun, the center, where it all comes from. Heat, light, energy. Yeah, I'm ready to go. I'd say, yeah. Yeah. Cosmic space in there right behind your head, just in case we get a little flighty in the middle of the day. You got to do what you got to do. Absolutely. Well, the, the spiritual nature of competition, which is what I love, and the preparation, what goes in to making this all happen. And when you look at what some of these guys from Denver have done with their lives, because at least three of them have suffered career ending injuries early on, and now they're back full speed ahead. You got Michael Porter Jr., who's had at least three spine surgeries. Now, I'm a spine patient myself, so I know how serious it is. this is. Now, my spine was, uh, bothered me since I was in college when I broke my back on uh, January 7th, 1974. Not that I remember the date, but I've had Serious, serious spine. Could you imagine? Hey, Bill, could you imagine? That sucks that happened. If I fact-checked you there. Actually, Uh, could you imagine if I would have fact-checked you on that date right there? That would have been fucking... January 7th, 1974. No, no, Bill. It was actually January 6th. (laughs) Imagine if I had that piece of information. You said you're not keeping track. Imagine if I did, though. Imagine if that was like part of the... You'd be wrong. That would be... You'd be wrong. Yeah, okay. Sick, sick, sick. Then you got Jamal Murray, who tore up his knee a couple years ago. And in the day, that injury was the end of the line. Anybody who had that injury that Jamal Murray had never played again. 
but now things are different. And the injuries that people have come back from, Kevin Durant with his Achilles injury, Clay Thompson with his torn ACL, Clay Thompson with his Achilles injury, out two and a half years. The load management that the NBA is utilizing right now is fantastic. And the way that they allowed Joel Embiid, the reigning MVP, to take the time to get better. And now their careers are extended. And then you got Jeff Green. Jeff Green, who is as interesting, as smart, and as intelligent, as kind and generous as a human being as I've ever come across. And he's been in the NBA for 15 years. He's been on 11 different teams. But partway through his career, they told him, hey, man, you got a defective heart and you cannot play basketball anymore. So Jeff stopped. And then he had some medical procedures. Medical technology today is over the top. I'm alive today, Pat, Hell because yeah. of all the advances in medical technology. Well, we're thankful and, for that. Yeah, yeah, thank, yeah. You for, yeah. thank you for I'm that. I'm the luckiest dude in the world. And then, and then you've got the Miami Heat, who, you know, they have all these players who seemingly nobody wanted. You talk about seemingly nobody wanted. Nikola Jokic was the 41st player chosen in the draft. He's the only second-round draft pick to ever win the MVP. And the other guy to do it was Willis Reed, who was the eighth pick overall. Because back when Willis was coming in, there was just a handful of teams in the entire NBA. But when you have Caleb Martin, who's just on fire offensively, Dumb. and Miami, they dig in defensively. They can guard you. They don't need a lot of gimmicks. Now, they're going to be faced against a player, Nikola Jokic, who, who was at the top of his game, the top of the NBA right now. And so how they're able to, de- to defend Nikola Jokic with Bam Adebayo and Cody Zeller, who will come in and do a very nice job. But Gabe Vincent can score with the best of them. Max, Max Struess can do everything they want. And then you've got the key players in Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. And Bam Adebayo's offense will be critical. He'll have to attack. He'll have to occupy Nikola Jokic because Nikola – when he just is able to roam defensively oh. and grab literally every defensive rebound, Trouble. then it just makes it too too easy on them because the way he dribbles, there's never been a center. Now, both centers, Adebayo and Jokic, they will both drive the ball up the court to initiate the fast break. And that is just another aspect of the evolution of the world's greatest game in the world's greatest league. And so it's all on display tonight. And we're, we are just going to be treated to an absolute great Bill, spectacle Bill. of human drama and expertise. Yes, Pat. Bill, this promo you put together here is amazing. I can't wait to watch it. Now, you said world's greatest sport, world's greatest league. We would we would have differing opinion, but that is how the NBA is viewed by its legends, like greatest league of all time. Feels like players in the league get along more in the NBA than anybody else. I think the NFL players in the league kind of have a little bit of differences. When you retire, normally you have a lot of heat towards it. But it sounds like you, a free thinker, right? I believe uh, loves nature. You saying like the world's greatest league and the world's greatest sport still being so close with it, it feels like that kind of vindicates the point that the players in the NBA, in the NBA itself, get along better than mostly any league. Is Is that a valid statement there? Yes, Pat, but that has changed over time. Now, the players themselves have always loved the league back from the very beginning. And uh, what David Stern did, who changed, David Stern, God rest his soul, he, David Stern was the most important man in the history of basketball. And, and he never shot a basket. 
but he took a game and made it into a business, a $10 billion a year business. And so, but what the Players Association did, starting with Bob Cousy, Larry Fleischer, Tom Heinsohn, please read The Cap by Josh Mendelson, an outstanding book, how David Stern and Larry Fleischer shaped and formed the modern day NBA. But through the Players Association, working in conjunction with the league itself, you have this incredible business with the world's greatest athletes who were just tough as can be. But what has changed is the relationship of one team's players to the other team's players. Everybody likes everybody. Is that what you're saying? Because what's happened, Pat, is that when we grew up, when you ever hear some old guy like me, and I'm 70, when you ever hear, oh, back in the day, that's the surest sign that we're getting way too old. But those days, the players on one team despised the other team and wanted nothing to do with them. But now with free agency, which has changed everything, the most important thing in the history of pro sports, which has made it what it is today, is free agency. The second most important thing, which has changed everything in sports today, is franchise free agency. But with players changing teams all the time, with players growing up together with the international, with the global aspect of the game and people really top players being exposed and playing with and against each other from the time they're young teenagers, they know each other. So they they know that the other guys are not the devil. And so they come out and they hug and they kiss before the game. But no, (laughs) can't have it back in my day. Yeah. Back in my day, they weren't happy to see each other. You know, this is the first time I'm seeing you like two years. It's great to see you. We grew up together. Yeah. Can't smile though. You know why? Because we just lost all our fans are going to think that we don't care. We do. We do care that we lost you. Like, fuck you for that. But also (laughs) great to see you. It is a whole new world, Bill. You're hundred percent right. AJ, go ahead, pal. If they're not on my team, I don't want anything to do with them. Respect, but, respect. But one thing, but one thing that I have to appreciate and respect: these guys today who have these remarkable lives, which have been created because of the success of the league financially. They live oftentimes very isolated worlds, and so they don't get to spend much time. So after the game, when they go. Right when the game is over, you'll see them go and they'll hug and they'll kiss and they'll exchange jerseys and they'll talk to each other. And, and, and that used to bother me because, you know, I'm into the winning and I'm into the competition and I'm into trying to be the champion. And I don't even want to be a part of the other team, right? But the, those rare moments when these guys, you know, who live in this, in this bubble that's been created around them where they're always chaperoned, always with security, always with charter flights and just walking right into the middle of the night into the hotel and and, and, and rarely interacting with, with their peers. Humans. But those moments have become very special. Yeah, we agree. But that was a little bit of a transition there from the viewer's perspective. Go ahead, AJ. Bill, if you were coaching the, the Miami Heat tonight, how would you? what would you do defensively to try to slow this Denver offense down? AJ, it is AJ, correct? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. Bill, what did you think, Bill? Bill, what, Bill what, what, what could it be? What, what, AJ, AZ? It could be anything. AM? Well, Jeff. I'm an F guy. So. I'll get uh, it. I respect it. Good I'm going to say triple A. Okay. Sick. Nice. <laughs> All right. Triple A. Great so, question there. Go ahead. So, when you're playing against somebody like Nikola Jokic, who, who does everything for Denver with the ball, 
And you know they have other good players, but most of them are finishers. The creator is the key guy. And Nicola is very, very much like Steve Nash, one of my favorite players of all time, also an international player. And when you're playing against somebody like wow. Nicola or Steve who loves to pass, make them a scorer and wear them out because that's what Bill Russell used to do with Will Chamberlain. Now, Bill Russell, my favorite player ever. I'm a team guy. Everything about my game comes from Bill Russell. And when he would have to play against Wilt, who would have these phenomenal games, Bill Russell went to his teammates with his coach, Red, and he said, okay, look, the way we're going to win this game against Wilt is that I'll guard Wilt by myself. Wilt will have huge numbers, and he did. Wilt's greatest numbers came against Bill Russell, but Bill Russell's team won the game because Wilt's teammates were not involved. And so if if Miami is willing to do that, if Bam Adebayo and Cody Zeller, who will play a key role, because staying out of foul trouble against Nikola Jokic is very difficult because he's very crafty, very skilled, very creative, and you can make him a scorer and not let him get Michael Porter Jr. or Aaron Gordon. Or uh, we haven't even talked about Bruce Brown or, or, or Caldwell Pope. These are two little guys who were just fiery sparks out there. It's like lightning on the Grand, on the Great Plains when they get the ball because it's just so explosive and so electric out there. And so if they can somehow, Miami, slow those guys down and make Nikola Jokic go for big, big numbers himself, but Miami's still controlling the game. But Miami will not wear down. Miami is uh, supremely Dogs. and superbly conditioned. But uh, their challenge is going to be to find the guy, because in basketball, it's who has the best player. And and the best player is not decided on the Pat McAfee show. Well, the best player is, is decided on the court. And so they're going to walk out there, and Jimmy Butler, he believes he's the best player. And uh, the Caleb Martin, he thinks he's the best player. And there's an argument to be made that he should have been voted the MVP of the Eastern Conference Finals. But that's not what it's about. It's about who wins the games. And Miami won the games. And they made everybody who they played against quit. And they were so far off the radar coming in. And so now, Nikola Jokic is going to walk out there and say, I'm the best player. And Jamal Murray's going to say, I'm the best player. Whoa. And Bruce Brown and Caleb uh, uh, Caldwell Pope, they're going to say, I'm the best player. We but are. who's going to get it done during the course of the game? Who is going to dictate the terms of the conflict? Who's going to be the best player on the court? Yeah. One of them is. That's right. Who will shall it be this evening? The fate of mankind is on the line. Is that what you've said? Absolutely. The fate of the known world. The known now, world. there's a lot of the world that we don't know. Oh, but, of course, of course. But we're going to come in and... The eyes of the world will be so laser focused in on these games. Oh yeah, because what the NBA has become. What Bill, the NBA Bill has before become, we get Bill, before we get any further, right. aliens, right? Aliens, right now, UFOs, like fate of the known world. Our known world, sure. our known world has grown bigger, isn't it? Since like whenever you were probably dancing in the in the conversation about maybe some other things happening in our world, and now we seemingly know everything, and the Pentagon's releasing stuff. Uh, yep. So, do we know who these people are? Have we met them before? Have you met? Have you seen a UFO? Do you know the aliens? What do you think about the future of the known world? Not just this evening, but forever. I love expansion. I love growth. I love 
blasting through boundaries. Hell yeah. And I love experimentation. I love exploration. And I was super lucky in that my parents encouraged me to be curious. My parents, they never said no. They just said go. And the greatest parents ever, zero interest in sports. But what we're seeing now, every day, every day, we find new stuff, new information, new knowledge, what? how AI and VR is going to change everything as we're moving forward, the delivery systems of how we eat, how we survive, how we consume our information, like the Pat McAfee show. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, they bring it all inside. And it was very much like, you know, you're going to one of the real power spots on earth here in the state of Colorado. I mean, there is so much goodness going on there. And then I'm not sure if you were there, Pat. I, I, I can't remember specifics, but it was back in the in the uh, 70s, maybe early 80s, and we were up with the Grateful Dead at Red Rocks, and the storm came in. It was supposed to be three nights, and the just everything came down, lightning, thunder, rain, floods, you name it, and then they had to move the shows overnight into McNichols Arena, which is the predecessor to Ball Arena. And so... Well, as we were able to make that transition, and the key for all these guys is going to be the transition, because yeah, one of the things that makes basketball the greatest game absolutely. is that Hell it yeah. never really stops. You're just up and down yeah. all Let's the go. time. And that ability to keep it going, to keep that flow, and to be willing to embrace uncertainty, risk, failure, doubt, and hesitation, all the things that come in when you're walking out there. But once that game starts, you're going to say, hey, man, we've done this before. Let's anyway. go. Let's play. Who's got a game? Who's in shape? Rock. We're at Red Rock yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, come on. This ain't nothing. This is no problem at all. That was magical there. AAA really led us into a conversation about all things that we couldn't have fathomed. But thank you for taking us on that ride you yeah. just took yeah. us on. Unreal. Pac-Man has a question for you, Bill. Bill, um, like you said, a lot of things have changed. The cannabis, I'm a big believer that cannabis in sports um, have a big play in, in today. Um, I've read up a little bit. Um, what do you think about the cannabis in sports, the uh, ayahuasca, uh, uh, the mushrooms? Um, how do you feel that they help uh, the players' treatment and all of that? I've read about some of that stuff. Yeah, seems really interesting. And as one who's a, a, a believes in experimentation and exploration, I, I'm Always willing to learn more. Now, what was your name again, sir? I, I didn't catch the introduction quickly. Pac-Man Jones. Pac-Man. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I think I know you. Yes. <laughs> no, everybody knows Pac-Man. Yeah. Everybody no, no, no. You've just been gobbling us all up. Yeah. Nah, hey, yeah, there it is. That's, yeah, that's... No, I know, pa know Pac-Man. Yeah. So. That sounds like so, he didn't know uh, Two of my favorites. Two of my favorite people in the history of sports, Al Davis and Red Auerbach. They were about winning and they were about getting the job done. And, you know, Red and Al, they always just said, whatever it takes to get the job done. You know, you, we live in an organized, rule based, law based society. And so laws are changing, as is everything else. You know, the, the constant nature of change, which we must look forward to and not be holding on to something that once was. And so as we learn more, as we know more, as we try more, as science becomes better, and all the help 
that the uh, that the additional medicine people bring to the table all the time, we have to keep our eyes wide open. And I remember one of the great quotes ever uh, from Ted Hendricks from the NFL uh, playing for the Raiders, and because he he was involved in literally every play, and so but he never got hurt. And, and and Ted ended up after his career living here in San Diego, and we'd see each other all the time, and just has uh, share so many wonderful moments. And so I asked him, so how did how did you keep from getting injured in this most violent of all games, where the where the strategy is to hurt the other guy? Unlike basketball, which is to play a game, unless you're playing against Artist Gilmore, who had no comprehension (laughs) that there were rules, right? But but Ted said, I just kept a swivel neck. And the ability of all of us to keep that swivel neck, to to look and see what's coming at you from all ways. Because, you know, the forces of evil, they're constantly swirling around us. And we have to find those sacred places, like Colorado, like the high in the Rockies, like where the Buffalo roam and yeah. the launching pads to the universe. And, and, and the world is zeroing in right now on Colorado. Okay. okay. Hell yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell That's yeah. right. Everything, everything seems to be coming right back to mile higher, isn't yeah. it? Seems like the whole world is kind of looking at uh, Denver right now. You know, kind of even people that aren't into sports, it sounds like you were kind of alluding to. Well, the beautiful thing about these games being on ABC, which is part of Disney, which is part of ESPN, it's all the all the world there, is that nobody promotes like ESPN, which is basically the overarching uh, term for all things Disney in the world of sports and ABC as well. And so the ability to get the message out, because that is one of the key elements of success is to be able to share, to be able to disseminate the message. Now, my message is one of hope. My message is one of optimism. Hell yeah. My message is one of inclusion and team and goals and success. Hell yeah. And, you know, it's not about exclusion. It's not about hate. It's not about denigrating others. It's about being as great as you can be in a team concept. And I was super lucky to grow up in that culture and the heroes and the role models and the influences and the coaches that I had who have made me who I am today, the luckiest guy in the world. Yeah. Hell yeah. Which is a 30 for 30 documentary coming out June 6th. Part one and part two coming out. Congrats on getting to the stage of life for a 30 for 30. That is not something that happens to a lot of people. It is a huge honor as a Hall of Famer. It is obviously going to be remarkable to kind of get a look inside your day-to-day. You know, are they doing a lot of that? How much filming uh, took place? Oh, it's been uh, quite the journey. And uh, I'm honored. Are you at that place? Is it it all Uh, these? Do you go visit all these places or are we uh, we in It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everything. So, one of the things that I love everywhere, about everywhere, everything, love it. Everything. I can't wait. So just just take one moment here okay. and let me explain why and how Pat and AJ and Triple A, sorry, and Pac Man, <laughs> why and how I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Take your time. Okay? We'd love to hear it. You'll inspire others to feel okay. the same way. So I was born. I was born 70 years ago into a world of hope, optimism, peace, love, books, and music. When I was five years old, I found my bicycle. When I was eight years old, I found basketball. 
When I was nine years old, I found Chick Hearn on the radio. When I was 15, I found the Grateful Dead, UCLA, and John Wooden. When I was 17, I found Ernie Vandewey. When I was 28, I found Marty Glickman and learned how to speak. I'm a lifelong stutterer. Speaking is the hardest thing in the world for me. It's my greatest challenge. Learning how to speak is my greatest accomplishment. When I was 37, I found the woman of my dreams, Lori, the greatest everything ever. We have six children and 14 grandchildren. When I was 55, I found Dr. Steve Garfin, Dr. Liz Stimson, and UC San Diego Health System. I have never been healthier in my life. When I was 56, I found Pat Kilkenny and Ted Raw. And now that I'm 70, I just found Jerry's middle finger. I have a chance right now, here and now, at a full and complete life. I am the luckiest guy in the world. Hell yeah. Man. Wow. That's awesome. And how about that bike at five? You know what I mean? Like when you get that bike, you think that's going to be it. Then all yeah. of a sudden, a basketball Boom. comes around. Boom! Awesome. And then so holy, it just kept it just kept coming, Pat. And people have always been nicer to me than I deserve. And the kindness, the generosity, and the patience that people have always exhibited with me. And because you know, I'm 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 charging. You know, I, I want I want it all. I, I I wanted to be the best. I wanted to be great. But I learned very early on from my teachers, from my coaches, that I couldn't do it alone, and that I needed I needed a team. I needed a coach. I needed a platform, and I needed the fans. And I'm the luckiest guy in the world. All that stuff. I mean, six of my coaches are in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Many more would be had uh, my legs held up. But uh, I I spent half my adult life in the hospital. I've had 39 orthopedic operations. What? But I'm I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Yeah, you are, man. You're crushing it, it sounds like. Can't wait to watch the 30 for 30. We appreciate the hell out of your time. We hope you'll join us again as these NBA Finals continue if you find time in your lucky life, I guess, that you're living and you learned. Matt, you feel free to call on me anytime because I'm on your team. And the nicest thing that anybody ever said about me, the nicest thing anybody ever said about me as a basketball player was that I helped my teammates play better. And that's one of the reasons why I love Nikola Jokic so much. I mean, he comes out there and he's, you know, he's like Bill Russell. He's like Magic. He's like Steve Nash. He's coming out there saying, okay, I can do all this stuff by myself, but we're going to have greater success if I'm getting Michael, uh, if I'm getting Michael Porter Jr., if I'm getting Aaron Gordon, if I'm getting Caldwell uh, uh, Pope and Bruce Brown going, if I'm getting Jeff Green going, and, and, and the helping nature. Please read Willie Nelson's book. It's a long story. Have Willie on your show. And yeah. one of okay, the things yeah. I'll just text him. This, <laughs> it, it, Willie in this book, it's a, it's a long story. He tells, you know, it's, it's about the journey. And we talk about, you know, Nikola Jokic, the, everybody wasn't jumping on, uh, jumping up and down saying, okay, we're going to draft Nikola Jokic. 44. 41st. Oh, yeah. and, and even then, they didn't, they were not even sure about that. Kind of uh, back the horses. So, yeah. So, so, yeah. In, Willie Nelson, in Willie Nelson's journey, 
and all the hurdles. Now, we see Willie Nelson today, and he is absolutely on top of the world. Amen. And everything is at his command. It was not always like that. And there are so many times which he relates perfectly. He's a great storyteller and a, and a great performer and a great onstage presence. But all these times where some total stranger, he would be at the end, the end of his rope on the edge of the cliff. He had nothing and some complete stranger would come up to him and say, hey, man, let me buy you lunch. Or here, take this 20 bucks. Or here's a bus ticket to wherever you want to go. And that element of kindness, when we have that in our world, in our lives, then, then we have a chance. And now I have a chance because, because of the kindness that other people have always extended to me. Hell yeah, man. We appreciate you. I assume you and Willie get along just fine. And if I was in that room, oh. I think I'd be able to keep up. But I would love to just listen. I yeah. appreciate the hell out of you, sir. You're a legend, and we thank you for your time. AAA, Pac-Man, all the boys, myself. You're the man, Bill. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. And you should have been with us at Willie Nelson's 90th birthday at the Hollywood Bowl. Should have been. Oh, oh. my God. Damn, I wasn't, there in the, I wasn't there in the 70s either. The Red Rocks was Grateful Dead. Right yeah. Over the old Bell Arena. I, I am so bummed about it. Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Walton. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Here we go. Shine on. Hell Heal yeah. on. Hell yeah. Play on. Love NBA on. finals. Hell yeah. Let's go. Hell yeah, Bill. Love Hell you, Bill. Bill. Love you, Bill. What? Yes. You remember back yes. in 1760? You remember? 1762 when we was at the. I don't remember if you were there or not. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, when I get old, I'm going to say that to younger people. Mm -hmm. COVID? Hey, I don't know if you were there or not, but there was a time where <laughs> yeah, we were all locked in. We're all locked in. <laughs> Couldn't go anywhere, actually. Nowhere. What was a couple of questions we asked that we did not get answers to, but we certainly got words for others? <laughs> yeah. What <laughs> yeah. Man, he's awesome. What about you? It was what sweet. a master. Tied it all together. Like, it was amazing. When he took that thing back home, the entire room. All right. Okay. Yeah, heard Hell it. yes. Okay. Grateful Dad. Colorado. Expansion. Imagine being his kid. I listened to Luke Walton one time years ago yeah. on something. They're asking, like, birthday gifts, Christmas gifts. He's like, there we go. What's the best thing you ever got? It was before a game, I think. And Luke, he had some awesome comments. Like, I don't know, my dad, uh, whatever team he was playing on, he would just give me the free stuff. They would get there. I never got any real presents. <laughs> he would just get clothes and merch from his teams. Made to the NBA. You asked him about smoking dope or whatever. And, I mean, he said they're legalizing things and whatever. He told a story about how Davis in the middle of that. Yep. Yeah. And then, then he came back and was like, you know, everybody is following what Denver is doing. Yeah, he was pushing the, yeah. a lot of stuff going he on. Loves the that. world's coming to Denver. The, yeah. uh, he, what do you call it? The trajectory to the universe? No, the uh, the tarmac to the universe. The uh, Not the epicenter. Something, right? Something. To, he was acting as if things gateway. were gateway to the universe gateway, or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was something like something along those lines. I'm like, okay, can you just... I, I literally gave you the opportunity. Like, can we just talk about what? Yeah, what do you mean? You're alluding to everything right, right yes. here. Why don't you do your own research? It's pretty much the right. alien stuff too. Dude, yeah, you smoke yeah. I was the alien thing. I thought he was gonna. I thought he maybe have interacted with a few. Yeah, probably it's, has. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I'm, it did in a good way. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, All right. Sure. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. Thanks for joining us, Bill. Thank, Thank you, Bill. Bill. I mean, it's a basketball game. No way to predict what's gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're right there. He's 100 percent right. He is spot on. Just like Dan Orlovsky earlier gave us a couple of breakdowns. What's the best way to be Patrick Mahomes? Uh, you don't have him on the field. Uh, you tackle him. You gotta tackle him. And you score more points. Score. Than yeah. Okay, it's football, Dan. Yep. It's football, Dan. But he then he dove into it a little bit. 
Bill Walton's just breaking it down. Hey, this is what's going to happen here. He knows that ball. Maybe that's how it goes. This is a much more intriguing matchup than I could have previously experienced or thought after he cut like four promos for it. Yeah. I mean, he came in yeah. ready to cut a promo for that NBA final. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Is he calling the game? No. No. No, no, no. Does he call college? You sure? Yes, yeah, he, he does. does. Pac-12 games with yeah, Dave Pash. What else? Does he do podcasts? Does he do daily? I don't see him on like, is he? I don't think so. I don't think, think he so, would. No. I think he would if he was asked. I think he would do podcasts and stuff. I think so, too. Yeah, he'd crush. He likes to spread his positivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I am worried about the series, though. If everything's coming to Denver. Like, there is a real chance Denver just kind of. You think an alien's popping out there in the middle of the game like Chris Angel <laughs> did down from Allegiant Stadium? Is I mean, that what you're talking about? That, that's kind of what I thought he was saying. Like, all eyes are on Denver now, you know? And then he started saying, like, ABC, ESPN, we really get the word mm-hmm. out there. It's yeah. Like, is an alien about to fucking pop up out of the ground in Denver? Throwing the finals here? It's a good question. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. <laughs> and now I don't know what to think of this series either. I'm way more confused now than I was before Bill Walton came on. But I'm excited to watch. Yeah, I, absolutely. I give, I'll, I'll say that. I'm excited to watch tonight. I love Bill. Yeah, Love him, dude. Yeah. <laughs> love the guy. There was one time, middle of the answer, he took a turn. Just completely not. We're not doing that anymore. Yeah. Left. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you 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 gave it to AJ. All right, AJ, you go ahead. Yeah, and Bill back took it I and ran. Who sure. that is? Triple A, Pac Man Jones. I think I know. Who I know Pac Man. He eats people in the video game. He's chasing us. I just wanted him to give a name that he thought you were so bad. Triple oh. A forever. Triple good. Name, speaking of other names that just were said one time, Bruce Brown. Yeah. The whole promotion of Bruce Brown. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. Which came through a Triple A namesake way. <laughs> I mean, that was a real. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Mind fuck. Let's go to the front. We're all connected. Amen. Well, the universe. Yeah, everything's <laughs> yeah. connected. Yeah. Man, those hippies, dude. They're they, the best. They were wide open. Oh, yeah. 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 And I do believe that all of them that I've ever encountered have a genuine hope for super positive stuff. Yeah. yeah. Love. Super Absolutely. positive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But they will get pissed off about some things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I mean? There's some yeah. hate in there as well. Whenever yeah. they... They don't like what's going on. And Bill, he's got that 30 for 30 coming out. We didn't know that until today, literally. Uh-huh. Had Bill booked on the program, did not know it until today that he had a 30 for 30 coming on. Be June sweet. 6th, I believe. Did I get the date right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 6th and 13th. The American Gladiators documentary, uh, part one and part two, was at the last two nights for 30 for 30 on ESPN. Yeah. Kind of devastating. Johnny Vegas seems to steal the idea from some guy. Yeah, Johnny mm-hmm. Vegas kind of a scumbag. Uh, also, that's how the documentary was. Yeah, that's how the documentary painted him. And also, at the end, you get to hear from Dan Carr, the guy that he allegedly kind of stole Gladiators from. But really, the hardest part was seeing the Gladiators later in life yeah. and how much, like, how fucked up their lives. Do you know how injured these Gladiators were whenever we were watching this as kids? They were getting fucked up, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were getting... I mean, what, imagine what they were doing to the competitors. They, they remember speedball when they would run oh. and try to dump the little mm-hmm. ball and they would just the get it with just clothesline shots? Yeah. You're like, there's like dislocated fingers happening oh, yeah. on a very regular basis. Oh, yeah. This dude got oh, so cool. knocked out. They showed it yesterday. It was crazy. Muscles torn, nose broke, just like everything. They're all juiced out of their minds. And they were mm-hmm. scared to get Wally Pip too, so they would mm-hmm. fucking just go oh. out there. You, you know the O'Hearn, Michael O'Hearn. Yeah. yeah, he was on the the revamp. He was an alternate gladiator for the original one, though. So like, oh, he was. If anybody was to get hurt and an alternate was to come in, he was just sitting there, and he said like they knew that if I was to get in there, he'd probably steal the show. Pretty much is what he said, mm-hmm. which probably would have been accurate if he gets in there. If he looked anything like he looks now. He has only gotten more jocked and more handsome. Yeah, Yo, as he's always. Older. He was in it last night. He Part always two. looked like that. I feel like he has always been like in bodybuilding shape. I feel. But like. he was He'd the compete. He was the alternate gladiator that they used to have just sit around. I guess that every single day they had alternate gladiators just like sitting up in a bullpen. So all these, 
gladiators who have experienced a much different life from being able to do this. You know, they were like uh, bodybuilders or athletes that kind of weren't mm. in professionals anymore. So they were all scared to death to lose their job. You know, can't join the club in the tub or whatever. So just like professional sports, they were playing through a lot of injuries. Yeah. A lot of them got really fucked up because mm-hmm. they were scared to lose their job because it was the best thing that was happening to them or whatever. It was it was a wild story to kind of revisit, but American Gladiators was awesome. Oh, the, best. the best. I, I'm happy I still think that after watching oh, it 22 minutes of combined both documentaries. Sure. Yeah, it still reminds you how great the sh- the show itself was. It's just it, it's tough because of the main guy and everything he did to the Gladiators and how the Gladiators were treated. So, like, the show was unbelievable, but he- hearing about behind the scenes. Sounds like the kitchen making the sausage was a little yeah. bit. That'll happen. Let's go to Billy and Plum on the 5 Hour Energy phone line. No way. Billy Bones. What's up, boys? Pat, AJ, Pac-Man, how you doing? Hey, that's not Bones, I do not believe. No. Uh, everything is good, though, Billy. What do you want to talk about, pal? Billy, you, or Patty, you know who this is. It's your boy from high school. The one that died was in a coma. But anyways, oh, I want to say that Lime Bill, Grover. Yes, it's Lime Grover. I love Bill. Hey, He's the man. Billy. I gotta meet him. Billy Lime River was dead and came back to life from our high school. That is a dog. Holy shit. What happened? Car I was in a car wreck. I can tell you. Yeah, what year was that? Uh, yeah, after we graduated. It was 6, February 26th of 06. So I graduated 05, but I do I was I was there. The um, dead. You're I, in college. Yeah, 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 I remember. Billy, great to hear from you, pal. Hello, Billy. Bill. Billy. What do you want to talk about, brother? Well, I thought that Bill, dude, he could lead me into many discussions, but really, I got something for Boston Connor and Tone Dick to dive in deep into. Uh, you know, my family's deep in the military and stuff, so I see a lot of things, but uh, also, you know how you guys all are uh, into this alien shit? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, supposedly, uh, an army dude said that uh, there's going to be a false flag with aliens. And have you seen the 3D billboards they can do now? No, I have not seen that. Holograms? Yep, that's fucking amazing. So that's my guess of how this false flag is going to work. But, I mean, you guys are all about the aliens, so I figure it's about time. Yeah, I uh, give you information. Thank you, Billy. Happy you survived. Billy Limegrover, that is a, a beast. Fast. Yeah, I believe he died, car crash, dead, and then came back. Damn. And now he has some information on some aliens. What, yeah. what do you say is going to be a false, false flag? False flag, yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm not sure either. So it's going to be a not real sighting? Oh, is this Logan Paul? Oh. Oh, that would make tons oh. of sense. Anyways. He did, you, he, did, he did a false flag operation with Logan Paul? No. So Logan Paul allegedly has a video of a video. Yeah. Like the only person who has a video of a video that shows what it is because he privately recorded it. Mm-hmm. Logan Paul, undercover investigative journalism. Yes. Gets a video. He says he will release it at a certain time. And he got Bill Walton come on here like all eyes are on Denver. Yeah. And he got Billy. I haven't heard that name long time yeah. calling in saying false flags coming. It's like, what the fuck is going on? What's going on? going on? Okay, listen, my brain is too simple to be taking in all of this type yeah. of information. I try to keep this type of shit out of my life. Mm-hmm. But if someone's about to pop off, somebody let Should me know. Heard know. the AI people said, we're done. Extinction. Yeah, what is the deal? I'm too dumb to understand this whole thing. Yeah. We, AI, unplug it. Unplug it. Unplug Let's it. Let's unplug this fucking thing. Right oh, now. But unplug it. It's too late. Too right. late. Too late. It's sentient. It's in the internet. It, it can't be killed now. Nope. It's unplugged. We're dead. It's no. impossible. Why don't you just unplug Mm-mm. it? 
Can't. Doesn't matter. Solar. There's a documentary about Someone will invent another one. Well, block it. Block the solar. Put your hands up like this. <laughs> you heard yeah, Bill. Exactly. Yeah. You heard Bill talk about the sun. You heard him talk about how powerful that sun is. I think it's right in the middle. Power, energy, yeah. love. Mm-hmm. The center okay. of it all. It's got an air. Oh, shit. What if the aliens what are in the, the sun? Well, they can't survive that. I don't know. The moon's certainly an option, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. At least a base for them. Mm-hmm. Sure. Obviously, none of this is. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> fact check. No, no, no. Well, but oh. it's worthy of a conversation. Bill was in the fucking space yeah, when exactly. we were just talking to him. Yeah. Allegedly, a base inside Mars as well, per the Israeli Space Force Secretary of Defense. That actually per the door that was in the photo that came back, Boom. literally to the inside there, that looked eerily similar to ours. And uh, you know, we've been asking a lot of questions about a lot of serious stuff for a long time. Sure, that's oh, right. Them living inside the things. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say I'm the first person, but I was one of the first people to be like. Hey, they live inside these fucking things. Um, and it seems like that's probably the case. Very big chance. You were. Especially whenever you talk about like our alien, Elon, mm-hmm. becoming a digger. Mm-hmm. Right. Like yep. an expert digger yep. inside of things. Tunnels. It's like, you don't, did he, and then he's got the Falcon thing. Mm-hmm. Where do you get that now? That just goes up there and it comes back. And why does he want to go to Mars? What? And he's a billionaire seven times over on our worth. And if yeah. the Israelis are confirming it, you better believe it's true. Well, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I hope that's true. I mean, they were the first to know uh, about the zombies in World War Z. So, okay, so documented. Well, in yeah. the, the World War Z, they didn't know, but they have this method of uh, ruling where it's ten people in the room, and if everyone agrees on it, one person has to disagree, no matter what. Does not matter, and that one, everyone agreed. Zombies weren't real. One person said, but if they are, and then they built these walls yeah. around Israel. Kept them all up. Yeah. When? What year was that? Was that 2000? I don't know. Brad Pitt was in it. It was a movie. Yeah. Brad Pitt, was he the leader of yeah. Israel? Yeah. No, he was, no, the, he was, he was a, a scientist. scientist, yeah. The movie uh, stunk. No, that's stunk. not true at it's all. The movie did Documentary? Stink. Documentary, and it was unbelievable. <laughs> movie okay. did not Let's go to the fence. Let's go to Aaron in Cincinnati. What's going on, Aaron? Hey, what's going on, Pat? Congratulations on being a father, man, first of all. Thank you, bro. Poops are getting big. You know no what problem, I mean? Farts are getting smelly. Absolutely. Wife is kicking ass. It's been a lot of fun. I appreciate that, man. What's going on, pal? No problem, man. Hey, me being from Cincinnati, you know, loving the Bengals. You know, Joe Burrow's an Ohio fuck. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is true. You... Oh, no. 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 Cincinnati, Ohio's. The, the, Ohio sorry, service. The Bengals yeah. have a real shot at being Super Bowl champions this year, Pat. Love that, Aaron. Aaron believes that. That feels like all of Cincinnati, huh? You guys really believe that? Oh, yeah. Of course we do. Why wouldn't you believe it? With the stuff that Joe Burrow have done in the last three years, all the people that Duke done brought in, the Lou Alaramo defense, you know, the offense at a high level. Um we got a great chance of being right there at the dance. I like your saying we because you still live there. It might be mayor someday, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know what Jerry yeah. Springer was. Jerry Springer was the oh, mayor yeah. of Cincinnati? Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace to Jerry. I, I hate Rest in peace to Jerry. 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 Right? Yeah, what's your team? What's that? Coats? Yeah. All right. Bengals. Stoller. Shitbird. Green Bay. Oh. Boston. Well, he's also a Jets. No, he won. I'm not a Jets I don't I think sure he's rooting not. for a lot of success on that team. No, he should. Why? Oh. I thought we liked the guy. I thought we wanted oh, to see him have great success, go to greener pastures, have oh, no, that I moment to go ahead and that. hoist that Lombo. I'd love to see him play well. I do not want to see the fucking Jets win a Super Bowl. No, they win a Super Bowl. His legacy, you get to continue to talk about multiple-time no, Super Bowl already, champion Aaron Rodgers. We've already talked about it. Then guess what? He's going to be in a fucking Jets uniform, and I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going down Forever. that road. Yeah, I'm he's— not. Because he, he gets an MVP over there, breaks a couple NFL records there. Yeah, Peyton 2.0. Bingo, wins a Super Bowl over there. Like, you get a chance to be happy and say, like, you know what? 
He was with us for a long time. Matthew Stafford, whenever he went to the Rams. Bingo. Uh, Peyton Manning, when he went to the Broncos. You know, all the Colts fans were super pumped when Peyton won a Super Bowl and broke all those records with the Broncos. And the only jersey you saw him in for five years after he <laughs> retired was a Broncos jersey. Everybody loved that. That's good because you could say, that's our guy. You'll be able to do it with Aaron. Not a chance. No split jerseys in Green Bay. None of that bullshit. We're not doing that. I, I, you know, no ill will. I obviously love the guy. I want him to play well i'd love to see him you know take him to the playoffs but win a super bowl no not a chance yeah lombo the confetti like he was not with miles teller and kelly teller as mm-hmm. august was coming down oh, from folklore what he's tripping balls out there having a good time he was in a trance <laughs> of talent only if they i mean if they played the packers in the super bowl and somehow you know beat them or something like that that would stink even more, but also, you know, then knowing that Jordan loves a guy, and that, that'd be the only way where I'd be like, okay. Very wishful isn't. thinking. I don't know. Jordan Love. On both sides of that coin. You're a better man. Very wishful. I don't know. Have you heard Jordan Love speak? Have you heard how deep his voice is? Um, mm-hmm. I'm thinking he's, he's got gonna... a little bass in his yeah, voice. Yeah. Just saying. Did you see him squeezing butts on the boat this past weekend? Because, yeah, he was. Oh. I did not see uh, that. I saw him on the with boat. With A.J. Dillon. They're he, having a time out there. He's yeah. dropping a couple dimes at OTA yesterday. Yeah, and we're not talking about footballs. No, he is. <laughs> I oh. Yeah. Okay. But it seems like Jordan's a guy. He might be. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Come That's on. for you guys. So if he is, Aaron wins another Super Bowl. No, 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 no. Not a chance. I don't want to see that. I don't, AJ, you don't, don't want to see that. your friend win a Super Bowl, dude? That's fucked up. No, I'd, I'd be okay with him winning a Super Bowl. Sell out. That's because you don't care about anything. Sell out. Okay. Because the Packers won't retire his jersey, so he's. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. This one, yeah, yeah, I'm hanging on that one. <laughs> you are, <laughs> you are, you are. That's what you told me. Yeah, yeah. that's why. I definitely told you that. You know, whenever you got that sack and you flipped the coach off, mm-hmm. it, I heard it was because the coach actually said, "You get a sack, they will never retire your shit." No chance. He said, "Fuck you, I'm going up in the rafters." Mm-hmm. That's what you said, right? It would be weird though, Todd, to see the Packers Jets Super Bowl. That'd be a bit. I don't know. I mean, well, what'd you do? You wear a split jersey like your wife did whenever I you. Don't, I don't. I don't, you know, I'm an adult. I don't really wear jerseys a whole lot unless I'm in the game. But if I, you can't, I'm fine wearing people wearing them. My kids have jerseys, but I just don't. Uh, it would be weird because I'm, I'm still a Packer fan, obviously, but I'm an Aaron fan as well. Your wife kind of started that whole split jersey thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If, yeah. She, if she could go back in time, she would not do that. <laughs> <laughs> she has said that many times. <laughs> I saw a clip of Brady Quinn getting uh, slaughtered by oh, Roman Reigns. Slaughtered. In uh, college or whatever the other day. Oh, yeah. Somebody tweeted me and was like, AJ would love to see this, I think. And I'm like, yeah, I bet he would. I think so. Hey, just watching Brady get slaughtered would be uh, – Roman was flying around. He was big. He was oh, a yeah. big boy. Dude, he, he was big. too. He can move. Move. Head of the table then. Just had it. I don't know how. He's like the most. He's so handsome. Oh, yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, yeah. So handsome, so jocked. And his family, obviously, all in professional wrestling. But I wonder if he was like The Rock. Like, no, I don't want to do that. I wonder if they feel as if oh, going to be one of the greatest WWE superstars of all time is like, that's what the family wants me. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I want to make it to the NFL, you know? Because I'm watching these plays that are kind of popping up from him playing at Georgia Tech, and I think we played against him in his last game uh, down to Gator Bowl, mm. I believe. I'm not, I think that was the case. He was a fucking dog out there. Beast. Flew around. Would be able to perform in a moment, too. Oh, we yeah. All, oh, yeah. We've huh. all seen yeah, him. He's our the, crowd uh, chief. Has the, yeah, he is. He is our tribal yeah, chief. Yeah, we would stand for him. We would stand for him, too. If does Brady remember the tribal chief fucking sawing him in half or what? I would imagine he does remember it for real. But Roman Reigns is doing something right, man. Like, my kids don't even really watch wrestling, but they love Roman. Like, 
he's on, they're going to find him. They want to see it. You think Brady knew? When he got hit. Yeah. Thank you, Tribal Chief. It's going to be the Tribal Chief. <laughs> yeah. Love you, You're going to be the Chief. world champion. Yeah. For sure. What if that is what Brady said every time he got sacked? Yeah. He was the uh, he was the morpho. Bingo. Every time he got sacked. He said, Tribal Chief. I mean, you're going yeah. yeah. to flail out in, uh, in the NFL. Yeah. You're the Tribal Chief. You're going to be a chef someday. Mm-hmm. You're going to be the Tribal Chief. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Did you watch that show, the Morpho show? No, is that what Con Man is talking about in the commercial break? The yeah. one we're watching, yeah. Pretty good. But is it good? Con, you do give, I, I do like the information you give about yeah, these shows. Break. I couldn't tell. Is that one good or not? Uh, it's very hit or miss. For instance, Pat watched two minutes and he was like, I can't do this. So it's kind I watched of like, two episodes. Oh, Thank you. Okay. I get it. Yes. So that being said, hate a lot of the characters. So okay. like, whenever they do, uh, <laughs> when they do like individual character episodes, it's hard. For, like if I don't like the character, I'm checking out within the first minute and a half. Yeah. It's like, All right, I'm out of here. And every episode is like that. It's yeah. Different. What characters. makes a character? What makes a character likable to you? Just if I hate them or not. Yeah. Know. I mean, same thing. A human. What makes? Yeah. What makes a person? Yeah. I mean, I mean the other the, the next actor, show I'm doing. Yeah, but I, I'm not saying I hate the actual human that's playing the person. I know. Oh, I know. Said character, like, I don't care to learn about. Like, what is yeah. what is this person's, uh, what is it called? Uh, pro, pro, life potential? Potential, there it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. What is this person's life potential? I don't care. In mm-hmm. my eyes, get that person's life out of my fucking sure. life. Sure, there you yeah. go. You know what I mean? What? Mm-hmm. But it is a good concept, I think. It is. And the finale is pretty good, set up for the next Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, Speaking yeah. Pretty of, good. What's that? Are you caught up on Tad Bunny Chance? No. Oh, the last two episodes and the finale. One of the best finales I've ever seen in my life. Really? Yeah. Very good. It was good. I'm finale. at the one where she fell in the waters in that creep's boat. Oh, in Amsterdam, nice. yep. Yeah. Okay, how far into that whole thing is that? You got okay, about halfway? six episodes, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're about to turn yeah. it up. Yeah, halfway. Yeah, the last three episodes are very good. Okay. Mm-hmm. There was you watched that, that there... last pack? No, I didn't. Ever? No. Pretty good, pretty good program. There was a storyline in the middle that yeah. we could could have done without, but... Was that the one I'm talking about? There's a couple of those. No. Yeah, a couple of those. I do with Kaylee. Oh, was she with the investor? Jack. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Still on succession. What episode? What season? I'm on season two now, episode four. Oh, my God. Here we go. <clears throat> I'm dialed in. It's hey, good, everything's so. in. Mm-hmm. Everything you're about to see right now is about to all come back up and play. That's right. Yeah. Pay attention right now. Pay attention. <laughs> Silo, right now. Apple TV, also good. Silo's tough. I know tough. you got 15, 15 Silo, seconds. Silo was tough. Yeah. Right the way they were setting up, okay, we get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a Sims in a world, you know. Shrinking. Not, not shrinking. really, but I understand. I watched that shrinking movie uh, with uh, the guy who plays the. Oh, not, yeah, Siegel. not Jason Siegel. Oh, that one. The show? Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That one's great. That is a good show. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the uh, movie that you. Downsizing. Downsizing. <laughs> mm-hmm. You watch that movie yet? What was that? What is Downsizing? It's the worst movie ever created. <laughs> Who's in it? Damon. It's Matt Damon? And Krasansky? So mad at Matt Damon. Because I will follow him blindly. Mm-hmm. Even you whenever do. he made that movie about that corn syrup hustle. Oh, yeah, The Informant. That I watched. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a great yeah. movie. It is yeah, a great movie. Good. I wonder, did you know that polar bears put their paws over their nose so that nobody can see the black of their nose whenever they're hiding out on a glacier or whatever? Mm-hmm. That was just being a sentence in the movie mm-hmm. made me a fan of the movie. I'll follow Matt Damon wherever. That downsizing movie is the worst movie ever created. It got like a 20 on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Very lowly rated. Not the only movie that's gotten a 20, but very lowly rated. A lot of movies get 20s, right? Oh, yeah. Especially lately. What do you mean? Like what? We are bummed to... 
We think the second wave is going to be bigger, though. Yes. So, like, do they count the money that happens in streaming to movies as their overall money made? I do not believe so. They do not? Why not? That's pretty Uh Separate from box office. Box office. Everything is separate from box office. Is that a deal with the studio? Yeah, exactly. Because I think it's different how how that money is being allocated or where it's going. The way Burt was laying it out, though, was like, Hey, so you're talking about the machine movie, right? Yes, we're talking about the machine because yeah. I think streamwise is going to do really well. Yeah, it'll, did it do did it do poorly at the theaters, or did it get a bad rating? By, but what are the what's the fan score? I guess that's not all made, that matters. Made a few million, right? Did made, very poorly at the theaters, but I think it was kind of the, they were just saying like same deal. Like if you love Burt Kreischer, if you love his stand up, if you love this story, you'll love the movie, and if you don't, like you're not going to. But what I learned from a Burt Kreischer promo through the whole thing, which he was promoting the shit out of. He said, like, he felt as if if his movie did good, there'd be other comedies that would be able to be made yeah. pretty much. Like, that was yeah. a message he was sending. And I'm like, damn, did they actually tell him that? Because mm. if that's the case, that's a shame because, like, I'd like to see Tom Segura give it a go. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Just in that same yeah. room. I would like to see Tom Segura get a shot at making a movie or Schultz. I mean, imagine Schultz putting yeah. a movie mm-hmm. together or any of these other Burr. brains. Uh, Burr, who's... He's I guess he's able to create whatever. Yeah, yeah. he's a legit he actor. Yeah, he, yeah know, but he also creates all these things too, right? Didn't he create F is for yeah, family? Yeah, and all yeah. but on top of that, like big movies, like he actually will get like an acting role in that. Like he can, he can basically do whatever he wants. So like them saying like if Bert saying that was kind of like alarming to me. Like oh, who told him? Like did the studios tell him that that's potentially the case, or he just thinks that's the case? Because I was kind of uh, anxious to see what the number was because there's a lot of incredibly talented, funny humans mm-hmm. right now. Oh yeah, that I think we could potentially just say hey. Like, you guys want to do some stuff? Make something. Well, it was interesting that it was like he already had a deal with Netflix for his stand up and everything. And you're right. Like, if that would have been the on Netflix up. as like a new release that weekend, like a shitload of people would have watched it. So many people would have watched it. And it just, same deal. Like, you, you put that in theaters over Memorial Day and you can't, like, you know, you can't really know what else is going to be out. But like, The Little Mermaid was coming out, which is like a massive deal, you know, mm-hmm. like a shitload of people. It's just a lot of money. It's one of those things where Mar- if you're not... Mario Brothers still killing it? Yeah, for sure. If you're not if you're not a Burt Kreischer hey, people fan, like that movie. The movie's good. Oh, yeah. 1.25 billion <laughs> at the box office. Mario Brothers? Yeah. yeah, people love the movie. Like, shoot, love the movie. Second biggest animated movie of all time. Yeah. Still going. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Chris I saw 88% on that movie that Burt made right there. The I saw on the judge. Yeah. yeah. He had a good uh, audience. Yeah. audience score he wanted it in the theaters, though. I know he really wanted to be like in theaters. All right. Well, it'll end up making money back, yeah. I assume, whenever it gets into streaming. Yeah. yeah. All right. Congrats, Burt. Way to uh, go. You got a movie. You got a movie about your life. That's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. yeah Not cool. a lot of people get that to happen. So, congrats. Still a success. Smash sure. success. Spent like four months in Serbia filming that thing. Can you During imagine? During COVID, that? I think. Yeah. Let's not be gun shy there for other stuff though, you know. Like let's yeah, keep know. shots on the board. Yeah, let's keep putting yeah. them out. Keep going. Come on, don't stop mm-hmm. shooting. We need content. The writer strike going to be something? Is that going to affect stuff? Oh, yeah, a month still going oh, strong. Yeah. Movie wise, probably not so much, but TV is really yeah. a lot cool. of content creators creating stuff right now. So how is that a part of the conversation as well? Because I see that Ted Lasso crew they decided to pick it alongside of them, mm-hmm. and then Jack Carr said like he's not he's not going to write or for the thing as for well. The show, yeah. So I think like some people or. Is there going to be? Is it really going to affect as much as it maybe has in the past? Or what yeah, for sure, there are TV shows like right now that are getting canceled after one season that were like greenlit because like the writers' strike has basically just thrown production. And then now the studios are like looking back, and it's like, okay, well now that we have this time, we can look at this and like, is this worth the investment? I don't think so. Oh, really? Yeah. Movie wise, I don't think it's gonna. It's not really gonna matter because like a lot of those people like 
are just doing that on their own and then some studios mm-hmm. buying it but like TV shows where like they have a room of writers that write every single episode like yeah that'll Sex and the City's coming back. I it think. is, yeah. yeah. Hey, right? My wife was all jacked mm-hmm. up. Yeah. So the real one or a movie pre-make? Or a pre-make. I don't know. There's some woman Show. getting rejoining the crew. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a sequel series. Saw that. My mm-hmm. wife's all pumped up about yeah. Oh, there's a... Uh... She, said, she said that the people that were reporting the return of this character were underselling how important the return of this character Ooh. to Sex and the City was. Mm. She thought. Okay. She thought, like, anybody that knows Sex and the City... Well, yeah, they were fighting, Big right? Big bat. She is very important to the show. Oh, Samantha. Yeah, that's She's what, your favorite character, that's right? That's basically yes. what Sam said. Sam said, like, the return of this character. Have to have her. Means the return of Sex and the City. Like, Sex and the City might have done some stuff in the past. But she is the sex I heard. Oh, yeah, she had she a is. lot of sex. Oh. She was a, She's back. She was a, floozy, back. a floozy. Whoa. Like, what was going through Shakira's jaw? <laughs> oh, Big boy. All ties back. Probably was Samantha. That jaw clip, pretty good. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, yeah. And true. And Bill Walton. Let's knock it down. Yep. First bucket. Yep. Oh, oh my God. That's four. The fate of the known world was on my It was. Oh, no. When did he start saying that? Oh, who knows? After the first or second time. Forgot to put a belt on today. I'm losing a little weight in the ass. Okay. Here we go. And bad news on the day. World is the two sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seems like more Didn't good. Even... More good though. More good. Yeah. yeah. Overall, but yeah. there's been a couple times today where I'm like, God damn. Shit. You know what I mean? A lot of that. Especially you got slippy undie on, underwear on. Yeah. Dude got slippy undie. Always has slippy undie. <laughs> Slip. uh-huh. You wear slippy undie too? What does that mean exactly? Well, I wear no, cotton, cotton, cotton compression shorts. Yeah, yeah, compression is slippy undies. Yeah. If you wear cotton, yeah, cotton's not so slippy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lululemon. Oh, no. First time I wore those when I went to West Virginia, they had the compression. Like tights or whatever, sure, yeah. with the yep. fucking things in it. First time I wear them, I'm like, oh, like this is my underwear forever. That's sweet. <laughs> this is what I'm gonna wear for underwear mm-hmm. for the rest of my fucking life. <laughs> and how come nobody else is doing this? Because if you got larger thighs, everything that was back in the day, I mean, we're cooking in there. It ain't get the job done. You're just brewing for a fucking blister. Mm-hmm. Everything in there. Those yep. t- these tights are they, every single day since that day for the rest of my life. I'm like, here's what I'm doing. Put a cotton on every once in a while. It's like get <laughs> this thing out of me. You're right. Right? I'm with you 100%. Yeah, that was exactly my same experience. It's 93 degrees today or something like that. Oh, it's very hot. It, it's going to be hot so till hot. October. For Bill so. Walton. Nice. Yeah. That was the one. Oh, yeah. Boom. Boom. Come on. For Bill Walton in the NBA Finals tipping off this evening, we'll give 10 people $500 who retweet this video, say something nice to somebody, and put the easiest way to pay you digitally mm-hmm. in the same exact reply tweet. We can't thank you enough for allowing us to do this every single day. Remember, numbers on the internet are fake, even ones that are being reported about <laughs> deals as headlines. We will continue to do this program the way we've done this program for a long, long time. That's AJ Hawk, the Toxic Table, one half of the Hammer, Cowboys, Pac-Man, everybody in the back, and all of our people. We can't thank you enough. We'll see you tomorrow for a feel-good Friday yeah. after oh, an NBA Finals yes. matchup oh. in Denver Ooh. as the fate of the known world He's on the line tonight before 9 p.m. Eastern for the first time in 20 years. Oh, yeah. Let's enjoy the hell out of this. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Mail me.